When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's go! What's up, everybody? Welcome to Binge Town TV. We are here for the finale episodes of Yellow Jackets, episode 9 and 10. Episode 9, titled Doom Coming, and episode 10, titled Sick Transit, Gloria Mundi, which translate to Thus Passes the Glory of the World. But we'll get into that later. I'm so excited to talk to these boys about the whole season. Now me and Luke can say whatever the hell we want because the Rooks have become the vets. And I know for a fact, Brian has probably watched these both these episodes 97 times as he has before. So we're probably all on the same level of episode watches. But um, before we jump into all of that, just want to say for the pod for Binge on TV, hit subscribe if you haven't before. We're on Apple, Spotify, everything. We're coming back for season two of Yellow Jackets. We can't wait to talk through it. We're also doing The Last of Us right now. We've got Mando. And Shadow and Bone coming out, which I just did my rewatch of, and I'm so fucking excited for. What a good show. All right. So, like I said, rooks have become vets. So, first, just instant reaction, gut feel, entire season. How do we feel? This is, without a doubt, a top show for me. (laughs) It's so (laughs) easily in there. I mean, it's only one season in, so I can't put it up there on my Mount Rushmore quite yet. But this is definitely breaking those barriers it, by the end of season three when the show is done this could definitely be a top five show for me i mean the feelings that i get watching this show are just they're they're amazing i just get i i have so many highs so many lows and i just love every second of every opportunity we get to talk and cover and watch this show and i literally cannot wait enough for season two yeah this show's great i mean i feel like i'm just echoing what we've been saying for eight episodes but nine and ten were more the same i mean it gave us quite a bit actually a lot of action especially on the doomsday episode but also a lot to look forward to and we in the year 2021 (laughs) we got confirmation that lottie matthews is at play which was just amazing i was kind of waiting for that reveal but it's setting it up for such an amazing season two just a continuation of this um and luckily dave and i don't have to wait an entire year and a half for season two it's coming out in a couple weeks so yeah i just i just adore this show i love the characters i love the development we all we've already made and i am very excited to see these girls descend into chaos i'll keep mine short I'm going to just reiterate what you guys said. I I wasn't worried at all that you guys weren't going to love episode 9 and 10. You guys have pretty much gave it the stamp of approval after every podcast we've talked about. And these are the two best episodes. I've been waiting for this room trip. I've been waiting for that last 20 minute of like the avalanche of plot points coming together in the finale, which holy shit, man, the last 20 minutes, everything that happens is a 10 out of 10 craziness. Mm-hmm. And it's just going to be really fun to talk about. 
but yeah, like this is going to be really great to openly express all of our opinions, me and Kathleen's, because yeah. I've definitely held some things back about specific characters. I didn't want to make you guys lean one way or the other. But now that we all have the same information, I'm I'm happy you guys are there. And we even convinced Kyle uh, to watch this whole thing. And I know Jimmy's going to binge this show and love it as well. So we'll get the whole Binge Town team on this TV show. I want to start it off by saying thinking Adam was Javi is exactly my train of thought through season one. I was like, He's got to be Javi, right? I mean, come on. He's fucking up. And then me and Alex were like throwing around like, oh, that's Shauna's baby. <laughs> oh, my God. It's no sense. We're like, where's that baby? Who's the baby in this show? Which it's obviously not Callie. So uh, I just wanted to say I was on the same page with you guys. I just I wanted to be able to be like, yeah, I thought the same thing without. I mean, it's still open for interpretation. Uh, Kyle of Ben Shown fame texted me that he was hoping that there still could come out to be more Adam stuff and that he is actually sketchy or else he was just going to be super sad that she killed a great guy. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, it could go either way. I'm leaning towards. It's probably just going to be sad, but I was almost going to cut you off and say, we can't even confirm that he's not hobby. Right. My top two notes for these two episodes was Misty goat. And then so upset that that wasn't actually what it was, what we yeah. thought it to be for the past yeah. seven episodes. So one of the things that was like a huge thread almost through all of our podcasts were that Javi Adam yes. comparison thing. And then the conversations about what the hell was going on with with Hefe, Dave's boy Hefe. Um, and you be let me say that on my first watch through, I was completely on team. Jeff was cheating until that moment that it gets revealed that it, that he wasn't. So that, that did it for me. And it's, I think B Tom's was more on that side as we were going through where he was a little bit more resistant, but Dave, Never a doubt. Yeah. Never a doubt for my boy. Hefe. I Dave, cr- I loved it. credit to you for that. I will say that I took the loser way out and kind of hedged my bets and said, hey, I like Jeff with the caveat that if he's cheating, he's dead to me. Turns out he wasn't cheating. So I guess I really liked Yefe all along. So oh, man. we did. Found myself on the great, back there. Great episode. Both oh, yeah. There's really. no book club. <laughs> <laughs> the legend. had to get it in there. Someone had to get it in there. I know. All right. So we're going to change it up every episode. We've been starting with the kids, but today we're going to start with the adults because the kids are so fun, but the adults are fun too. So let's jump in. Uh, we come in hot with Adam. So we leave episode eight finale with Shauna pounding the door down being like, who the fuck are you? And she thinks he stole the journals. She's having flashbacks of like previously in the season. She's really kind of having like a little mental breakdown. Um, They do an excellent job of making him seem guilty. Like when Mm -hmm. she opens the drawer in the books, the skin in the game unauthorized book pops out. Were you guys still thinking like, ooh, what's up? What's going on? What was your thought process? I've like always thought Adam's sketch, even if he is completely cleared from like he he isn't like maliciously with Lottie or something like plotting against the Yellow Jackets, he's still sketch as fuck. So this entire time I was like, yeah, he's sketchy. She's gonna finally going to find out that he's sketchy. And I was I was using the evidence they were giving us to confirm that, yeah, he is a sketch ball. Do whatever you want to do, Shauna. But, you know, things don't always appear as they seem so. I was totally on the page that Adam was a total sketch ball. I mean, especially when the fact when he's waiting for Shauna at her house at like 4 a.m. or whatever time it is, that 
for me sold it as like okay this is definitely our guy and then when she pulls out the book it's like okay even more confirmation that this guy is just digging into something that he shouldn't be but then of course it gets revealed that he wasn't anything to do with it he actually didn't know who she was and it just makes me feel terrible for throwing him thinking that he was a terrible person but it sucks for sean i feel really terrible for yeah my thing with him and the reason i still am suspicious of adam is that he did lie to her about multiple things that if he didn't have anything to hide there was no reason to lie to her about like going to the fake college and about like having any preconceived notions of the yellow jackets like he could have been like oh my gosh shauna i kind of did look you up that's a little bit of a big deal but like i don't know he's just a sketchball take us through this scene yeah, I mean, so this is just when she kills him. And I love that they had Shauna, <laughs> little Shauna do it. It, mm-hmm. You know, she grabs the knife and she's reverting back to her old self. It feels so mm-hmm. natural. Even later when, uh, who is it? Nat is like, can you still do this? She's like, it's like riding a gross fucked up bike. Mm-hmm. Like she, it, it's like natural to her almost. But she's possessed by this younger Shauna and kills him. And man, RIP the boy. We don't know. Who or how he is? Jave, still Jave. Jave, mix up Pepe and Javi. Yeah, I kind of let on pretty early in the podcast how much I liked Adam. I think I even used the word that I, uh, the words something along the lines of like it was the spice I wanted in Shauna's storyline in 2021. So I was so depressed when this happened for the first time. I still am, and it, it hits hard when she's like actually cutting him up and slicing his bones down because you know he's. He's gone. I'm hoping that there is something else to him. There doesn't really need to be, though. And that's kind of the genius of Yellow Jackets. And it took me through my second watch to really put to words of why of one of the amazing aspects of the show is how good they are at writing things to essentially lead you to believe it could be red herring or real and it would work either way. And that's exactly what Adam turned out to be. That's exactly what Jeff turned out to be for me. And the Uh, whole situation of them in 1996 is still could be a red herring exactly like the the show is so good at doing that and it's just that that's like a such a strength for this show that you don't really see most of the time because even b thompson dave like you guys didn't know if he was cheating where a lesser show by like the third or fourth episode you would have a pretty heavy lean and like this is where the adam stuff came in where i was just so happy that you guys were still going back and forth up until the last minute and i told kathleen um i'm really happy that episode eight end it before adam died Mm. because that gave us a lot like one last shot to pick your guy's brain about what really was going to happen and then they go and kill him before the title sequence in episode nine it was fucking lit no return hell yeah there was a small bit of me that was very upset that it was jeff the whole time but the one he starts explaining himself and he's still so cute. And oh, my God. Sad. And I'm just like, all right, you're you're all right. Even if you try to do all that, you're fine. Well, let's get into it. So she gets home and immediately goes to the safe and it's full again. And she's like, what the fuck? And, and Jeff's know. just like, you know, bebopping around as he does. And she's yeah. like, hey, Jeff, you know where this glitter came from? <laughs> and he's like, what? Yeah, uh, what? Nope no glitter and she's just like jesus christ jeff what did you do i was ready to throw up i'm he's so, so upset. <laughs> bad at being bad it's yeah. so funny he's not a bad guy he doesn't want to do bad things but the store it wasn't doing well so we blackmailed the gals so crazy and just know that if adam wasn't dumb enough to fall asleep after banging uh sean at her house and 
having that second where she walked into the closet. None of this ever happens. Adam's still alive. Like Jeff probably gets caught very soon. So that was just such a huge moment. And it comes full circle here because Jeff's an idiot. Didn't even know any of that was going on. I'd like to just throw out there that it was Jeff being chased through that store. Which makes sense. And they were, but it's hilarious. And yeah. Dave, you had it. You had, you, you were did. Like, you were like, it's happened. Nah, that's crazy. I <laughs> I, even when we were watching that episode live, I'm pretty sure I said, oh, fucking adam and then i was like oh but it could be ha- like the i yeah. didn't want it to be happy i right. didn't want it to be happy and it was you nailed it but you backed down <laughs> I, I had too much faith in my boy but yeah. he had to do what he had to do i don't i get where his mindset is at like he specifically calls out taiso you know she's mm-hmm. she's the one that has all the power and the money and the connections so i get that he would want to kind of focus on her still sucks that my boy had to go out of his way to do something so demeaning but it makes sense now, especially when you look back at the chase scene. He, the guy was so clumsy, like yeah. he fell over the barrel and like it just makes so, sense. And to extrapolate this confirmation that Jeff was extorting them for money, can we also assume beyond reasonable doubt that he sent the letters to the girls too with the symbol? He got that symbol from the diaries, so he knows everything contained in those diaries, i.e., exactly what happened in the wilderness. Mm-hmm. Correct. My question is: Does I know they were talking about how he told Randy as well? Does Rand, Randy probably know? Randy a don't little know. Bit. Not yeah. like everything, but he probably knows a little. Like he probably has to know about the symbol if they send them it's, the postcards. Right. It seemed like Randy didn't help him plan things. He went to Randy as in confidence, like I got to tell someone I did something bad. Randy, like, and Randy okay. was just the person to help him out of a jam. Mm-hmm. When Shauna finds out that Randy knows and her like Randy is such I mean, this whole thing is comedic because it's supposed to be intense, but they can't help but be goofy with each other because it's so wild. The situation is so crazy that the both of them are shocking the other over and over again. It's mm-hmm. like, I mean, let's walk through this. So he took a bad loan, right? He goes, well, no one's going to die wrong. <laughs> <laughs> she tells him about Adam. Um, and then he's so confused. He's like, what do you mean you stayed in touch with the guy you rear-ended? So she's like, let's put it all out there. We're both cheating. And he's like, mm, no, Bianca's with the bad yeah. guys. I'm scared of her. I was thrown up a second ago from him finding out he was the thief. And then I'm like, oh, so good. He was never cheating. Love it. <laughs> it's it's perfectly put. And, and the plan they devise uh, for, for Jeff saying, I'm going to take the blame. And then she's saying, you cannot just admit that you were blackmailing it for the yellow jackets. People are going to ask questions. And then they come up with the plan of Adam taking the fall. Why Why can't the other girls know? Jeff pulling that out was a 10 out of 10. Mm-hmm. It's seamless. It really is seamless. I mean, there's a few things where like Nat's like, well, get, let me get in his phone. He killed Travis. T- stuff like that. But other than that, I mean, these two work well together. I'm excited for a Shauna Jeff season two adulthood. When they're together, no obstacles. When they're together, no obstacles. Yeah. Because See? when when she is like, you mean you've known all these years? And he's like, of course, I still love you. Like after you killed a guy, after I read the diaries, like she was holding it in for so long, thinking like, who could love me after this? I can never tell anybody this. And our boy Hefe knew the whole time and was a, and sweetly loved her through it anyway. This conversation is just, I already know who my third favorite character is. <laughs> Dude, he is, he is just so, so likable. And like in hindsight, when you go back and watch this show, knowing the end, 
he's even more likable because every time you know it's the best intentions he's got not a single evil bone in his body speech in the car man oh hits even harder totally yeah Yeah. go ahead well let's let's not pretend that he didn't extort our yellow jackets that we also (laughs) love for 50 grand you're right he's not a perfect little angel there are reasons to dislike jeff there are a lot of reasons to dislike shauna and my reservations about a Jeff Shauna team up in season two is the fact that to carry out this plan, pinning everything on Adam, it is these two versus the Yellow Jackets. They both need to keep up and maintain a lie to the other Yellow Jackets to make sure Jeff gets through this unscathed. And I, I don't like Shauna lying to the Yellow Jackets. The whole thing is like teammates above everybody. The the thing that clears this from being a loose end, though, is Shauna make sure that nat knows that adam wasn't the killer of travis so while you're right like there could still be holes found if they keep digging but they might go a completely different route like why would nat follow this thread if she already is confirmed by shauna that he wasn't the killer and the blackmailing and travis dying could be two completely separate things in her mind so maybe if they don't lean into shauna versus the other yellow jackets it could still work but i see what you're saying I'm I don't I'm Ryan. not buying yeah. into the whole yellow jackets versus everyone because they fucking eat each other. So it's not like it's not like everyone is on the same page of like, oh yeah, we're mm-hmm. the yellow jackets. Like That's they true. are already rifting themselves. So this loops back around as we get to the reunion and the girls meet up. So let's quickly just talk about what the other gals are doing. Um Jessica and Misty are seemingly besties now. Um Jessica's obviously faking it just to get out of town. Um she starts asking about the plane crash, which I was just like, Tread carefully, girl, she's mm-hmm. gonna kill you. Um and then she's kind of like, yo, they've been in touch and n- didn't loop you in for 25 years. Like, what's up? But it's just like a quick conversation and you're just supposed to get the vibe of what's going on down there. I guess they every time they showed them, I'm like, oh, shit, Jessica Roberts is in Misty's basement. I, I forgot. And there's a conversation to be had here about how early on Misty starts playing Jessica Roberts back. Like, is she already like playing stupid and playing along to get information out of her about what she knows about Travis? Or is she does she really not decide to go through with the fentanyl until the last minute? Oh, I think for sure that Misty was playing her like a fiddle. Once she figured out that she didn't really have anything to do with it, she was like, well, I got to kill her, but I got to figure out how to do it. And then, I mean, even Misty rolled the dice with like putting the cigs in the trash can and it it really gave her a choice, right? She, I mean, but Misty's so smart. She knows that she's going to look straight for the cigs and be like, where them cigs at? I hope she was playing her the whole time. I kind of disagree with that i think misty took a chance put it in the trash can and was just like if this chick wants to make the decision to smoke cigarettes right now is an and is insistent on it she's gonna fucking die if not so be it do we think misty would have gone after if she had declined the cigarettes i think misty just is she knew this is how it was going to play out We've only seen adult Misty be competent. That's like she's never been. And I have a gripe with this whole Misty thing at the end that I want to bring up at the very end of this episode where I don't believe it. But there's a possibility that she is working with Lottie, which would change my entire viewpoint on Misty. So we'll put a pin in that. But we'll talk about that later. So let me take us through the next couple of things here, because we already talked about like what Misty was doing here. So Shauna goes back and she gathers the yellow jackets at Adam's apartment and they need to come up with a plan. So it naturally turns to Nat saying, okay, we got to go get the goat. Let's go get Misty. We need to get rid of this body. Like, what the fuck are we going to do? Um, 
and so I'll pause there for a second because they do have a good conversation. If there's anything you guys want to bring up before Misty enters the scene. Nah, no comments till Misty enters the scene. But yeah. if we're going through it, the discussion between Nat and Misty showed a lot of like character development for Nat. I mean, just like admitting Misty, we need you. And I'm not only here because we need you in this instance. It's also because I've been an asshole to you and it's time to admit that. Yep. So let's just open the floor for everything from as soon as that conversation happens misty goes and gets the supply the cleaning supplies plus establishes an alibi and then they get to the apartment she has 700 million amazing quotes here that i was dying from and then they split up their duties before actually cutting up adam and finalizing what they have going on here so that's a lot to talk about but i just wanted to set the scene there shauna planning the bag and the journal and just having all these answers ready, I was like, shit, this is, is this in this episode? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I was like, she really thought of all of it because she would have had to prove more than just a book in the drawer, right? She would have had to be like, and then Nat's like, where the fuck's my money? She's like, I don't know. He booked a cruise. I don't know. Because she gave yeah. him the bag that Jeff obviously had. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not this girl's first time lying. That's for sure. <laughs> Why is lying just like the number one red flag for you? Because it's all she fucking does all the time, always. <laughs> like, literally, she's just a liar. Yeah. I don't know. If I didn't love Melanie Linsky so much, like, this character is not that great. I feel like she gets away with it because she is so, like, innocent and, like, house motherly. I Shauna, man, a lot to discuss. I don't know. But this scene specifically, I, I thought it was hilarious. Misty like coming in. Uh, I guess Shauna will be the one using the knife, obviously. <laughs> Just like, ooh, like, this wow. guy was a bleeder. Yeah. Um, but also, I thought it was great. She finally put her foot down and was just like, uh, First of all, another bad Shauna moment. She was just like, oh, Misty fucking Quigley. Are you kidding me? You brought Misty. And Misty's like, I think you mean uh, hi, Misty, after 20. Like, fuck Shauna. I love Misty. Great scene for everyone. I do want to talk about the quick scene of Misty stopping by work because she's like, oh, no, blah, blah, blah. Like, we were like family. And then when she says bye, ladies, but that's not really why what I wanted to talk about. She specifically was like, Oh, is there a service? Because I remember when I was watching being like, she's going to try and cremate this fucking body, isn't she? Like, she's so smart. She knows exactly what to do. And that's how it plays out. But man, Misty Quigley. What I mean, for what she wants to do, she's in a pretty good end. Like, just working with old people. I mean, she has access to that, like the crematorium Mm -hmm. and then all the drugs and everything in, in the facility itself. So she has just put herself in a perfect position to just do whatever she wants so this is when we're getting the tub scene we talked about it a little bit but um nat's asking question and shauna just kind of shuts her down because shauna knows it was not him so she's like listen i was with him that day it wasn't him nat's still bugging bugging give me his phone i need to know and she's like you need to come to terms with maybe travis just couldn't handle it anymore and it's a great scene like shauna is truly like sometimes i feel like all the light in the world is out at some days like i can't even stand it And maybe it just got too much for Travis. And it's like, especially where we end in the 1996 stuff, it's like it's only getting worse. How do you live after that? Ty talks about how like nothing felt real, even though she lived this great life, quote unquote, nothing felt real. So I really like the scene. But my my final thing is, wouldn't there just be so much trace blood down the sink that they could test for? I'm like, what are they doing? They're going to know. Misty covered it off screen. Yeah. Poured some bleach or she knows. Okay, good. She and her two amazing quotes here, two of them, 
because she had so many good ones is when they do split up temporarily uh Thaisa and Missy are talking and Thaisa's like talking about the election she goes I only registered so I could get jury duty like talking about she's like I voted for you I only registered so I can get jury duty that's just a crazy statement so in funny. itself but at the end after they cut everything off and they just have the torso and Missy's given the lowdown how they're pretty much useless she's like I have a shovel in the trunk that you can borrow, but I do want it back. It's just so the delivery was so good. I mean, she's a she is a one line factory in this yep. one when she's like, I'm getting deja vu all happy when they're chopping up a body and shit. It's so bad. Who it's died crazy. in here? Sheesh. <laughs> oh, my God. It's so great. She crushed that open. Like, yeah. And especially in I think in the beginning of episode 10 too, just Missy comes in just so hot and she. She said the line that you love, Dave, was when when she opens the door to Nat and says, like, I have nothing to say to you. Like, you're a piece of shit. And she goes, why'd you open the door? She's like, well, I wanted to say that. (laughs) (laughs) She's a psychopath, but I fucking she's just so funny. These are the things that make me believe there's no way she's working against these yellow jackets with the cult that survived. So that's going to be the conversation I'm going to talk about later. Nat went to her first. Like, it's not like we had Misty doing things first she went and brought misty into it but moving forward misty goes to this lady's wake um cremated the head so good this this whole thing is so good she's like she was like a mother to me and she's so happy and she's like you must be mistaken this that is not my mom so funny (laughs) like misty just loves to go a little bit overboard when it's like this is how you're gonna get caught when you're just saying crazy shit you're now the crazy lady at this wake but yeah um and then there's like a little bit of a montage of like Ty and Nat both seem a little zoned out getting ready. Shauna is like sobbing in the shower and Jeff gets her like a seemingly ugly dress by her reaction. But I think Shauna actually looked pretty good in it. So uh, I don't I don't know. But that's like before we get to the reunion and we open with Jeff and Randy and Randy's all nervous. And a- since when does Allie have that accent? Crazy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> The accent that's broken leg alley did feel like a it was a good jersey accent at least but why me. does nobody else have one yeah, why is she just like so intense i'm happy her leg broke bro she sucks yeah well i guess i'm not happy she would have been eaten yeah she yeah. could have been eaten and we would have never had to deal with her at all yeah, yeah she would have just... been two coach scots yeah <laughs> alley just strikes me the wrong way especially with the fact that she was the one you know forcing all of them to take pictures it feels like she to me is trying to i guess gain it like gain some kind of favor with maybe the community and getting more information out of our yellow jacket like our soccer team yellow jackets because she was just she kept pressing them she brought up the whole um you know shauna and jeff you guys are going to do the dance in front of everyone like everyone knows kind of thing and Mm -hmm. she just struck she strikes me the wrong way and i'm not a fan of her at all oh no one is so in this world like this universe the Yellow Jackets are such this mystery thing, right? And Allie was supposed to be one of them. And it takes a real narcissist to like have one a wish you were on that plane and on the wilderness because these people came back and were like heroes probably. I mean, we haven't seen it yet, but I mean, you come back and you're all of a sudden this celebrity. Yeah. And and Allie was probably like, you know, I was trying to get clout. And it's so crazy to have like either wish, you know, I was supposed to be on that plane. It's like she's either asking for like sympathy or some sort of anything. She's just like a fucking freak. She's kind of like Misty in the sense that she just wants favor from other people. Yeah. She wants to feel yeah. important. Yeah. This this reunion was just fun. It felt like a, like a quick step away. I know there was a couple of real moments, but I was ready 
to run through a fucking wall when the four of them walk fucking in with the music. Oh, when they fucking play Come Out and Play by fucking Offspring, I'm sitting there. This is the perfect fucking walkout song for our four fucking badasses. I was so hyped, man. They were going to crush shit up at that, that fucking reunion. It was it. great. Yeah. Iconic. Yeah, oh, it literally is iconic. Like, yeah. I used to, I love that song and now I'm glad I have something to just tie it to even more so like it reminds me of my dad but now I'm gonna be thinking of Yellow Jackets <laughs> and that fucking walkout song it's, it's like when you hear Take on Me in the yeah, wilderness exactly, yeah, literally exactly <laughs> that um yeah it and you could see the the people in the crowd are turning like heads it's like celebrities walk in the room and especially it's like, like damn Shauna you well, got the dress on <laughs> yeah and it's like those four together specifically like even one one by one would probably draw a few heads, but all four of them together, mm-hmm. that's hot news because they're not like people think they don't talk to each other anymore. That it's like famously that they haven't spoke to each other. So right. It's good stuff. Couple things I want to bring up um quickly is the Kevin and that scene. They have a quick conversation and I've been team Kevin yeah. since day one. Like he is way too good of a guy for Nat and she just never gave him the time he deserved. So that was a good mic drop moment where he just kind of really walks away from her and says like, I hope you find what you're looking for to a different question, girl. Yeah. Yeah. Question. Do we, I, I guess I can't even say like Rooks. I said, Kathleen too. <laughs> do we think Kevin is going to be in season two? He's a good plot device as a cop. As a detective. Yeah. They could need a cop. Mm-hmm. I he want could. him back. He might really not. Do. He's never going to be a love interest for Nat again. I don't think that bridge is burned, but he, as a love interest as a love interest it better be if you're kevin if you respect yourself at all no he's a sin he's so in love yeah i disagree i disagree (laughs) i think that was you say that this podcast (laughs) i disagree we got time it's gonna be a lot more keep saying stupid shit bro (laughs) i agree with you brian so there you go good yeah i mean Nat is obviously in this scene coming to terms that Trav may have killed himself. She's she says it plainly to Kevin. Um, and when she says you two were a lot like alike, and Kevin says, Why? Because we both loved you. I'm like, uh, mm. stab. Fucking poor Nat can't let herself have anything. Um, but so just to table this, this is when she's looking at a picture of all the yellow jackets. Now, later on, we're gonna get into a conversation about the extras on the will in the wilderness that we are like who the fuck are these girls that kind of appear in nine and have not been just like present. in it from one to eight so we'll get to it but to be fair in the picture of the yellow jackets that is framed and in the present day they are all accounted for but just you know clock it but mm-hmm. this is when Allie gets on stage and does this horrid horrid presentation to it to Enya song and it's so fucking funny and it's the same time as lottie's prayers um during the bear scene they keep cross-cutting back and forth mm-hmm. um misty's loving it misty loves any attention or whatever uh but it's just brutal it's again attention seeking and man this is like jackie and sean are not in a good place in 1996 and it's like it's like during their fight and Shauna has to take Jackie's place during the fucking homecoming King queen dance. And it is painful like Mm -hmm. that, like 1990s, like beauty portrait of Jackie on the screen. I'm like, fuck Allie, man. Fuck Allie. Allie. She doesn't even know. Yeah. We did talk about Randy for a second here, but this is another badass Shauna moment. I guess this is another feather in her cat B times where, I think that Mel and it, it goes to the actor herself. Melanie has a couple of scenes throughout this season that are just 
amazingly badass and epic like when she rips into Callie about telling Jeff that she's cheating and then also here when she threatens Randy like I will make sure nobody ever finds your body if you ever talk about the blackmailing so like when she does when she channels her 1996 thing is what really gets to me like knife skills threatening threatening off of like actual having real life experience those are the things that really just like stand out to me for her but I mean, I'm not going to sit here and say she's flawless because you're right. Like you point out a lot of reasons why she's hateable. But like I said earlier, everyone has reasons why they're hateable here. But this is one of the this is one of her shiny moments when yeah, she just rips definitely. into Randy, gets the tequila shots, goes rips them with Misty, Nat and Taisa. She changes them from four, like four beers to yeah. four shots right when Randy shows up. It's great. I, quickly, I just want to say I don't mean to keep bringing it back to this. I don't think the the lying about the 50 grand would end the friendships, but the lying about like looping the girls into chopping up a body and getting rid of it and being accomplices there is where it's an awful, awful thing. If it was just yeah. ended at, listen, uh, I, sorry, I didn't tell you, but it was actually Jeff. Like I was just protecting my marriage. I mean, I would, I would, they would be so mad, but they would forgive making them be an accomplice to get rid of her dead boyfriend is so yeah. fucked up. It is. This just seems like, a lie that has the potential to really snowball and bite her in the butt if she just doesn't come clean up front because I think we're at a point where right now if she came clean she could smooth things over but as we've seen with the Jackie stuff she may hold on to this lie long enough that she becomes the villain Mm -hmm. and several months go by and they're like well why didn't you tell us that Jeff knows everything months ago I I just don't like it's a bad look for Shauna yeah I can agree with you on that for sure all right so the only thing left for 2021 is after they leave the reunion, they each each of our four main girls here get a little couple of scenes here. Um, so I guess we'll just go through it by each person. Let's start with Misty, because we've been talking a lot about um, her and Jessica Roberts a little bit. So let's just end that plot line. We already said she after the reunion, she catches up with her. She says, like, we did shots like she she's catching up with her and like acting like they're friends and at this point, Misty is completely playing her because we already know she has the fentanyl in the cigarettes, like ready to kill her as she's like letting her go. And there's not really anything else here, except we do find out about Jessica Roberts being a fixer. So maybe she truly is someone that's a bu- that's beyond the law that wouldn't have ratted them out. But that's a conversation in its own in its own way. Um, also, but I just thought it was badass that Jessica Roberts is like that fucking bitch and just dies and knows right away like Misty killed her. Wow. Jessica Roberts, one hundred and ten percent dead. I, oh, 100%. can you smoke fentanyl and live? I feel like you're dead. So we, I don't know, isn't it? I actually have no idea. Can it be like because people use it recreationally? It could have just been like a very border. I think she's dead. We're point, supposed to though? think she is because then she would just get up in the hospital and nothing would have changed except. Well, now it's going to come is- up because Thaisa is going to notice Jessica Roberts is fucking dead, and that's going. To become a plot point in season two i'm saying yeah. what's the point of like knocking her out and not killing her oh like, i have Mist- no idea i'm, I'm yeah. just saying it could have been accidental but misty you're doesn't right. seem like the person to make accidents about fentanyl injections i don't I know think she's dead you're right b times i mean that was my first thought too is that it i mean i don't i guess i don't know what an overdose should look like but i mean she kind of nods off slowly. It doesn't feel like a true overdose in the moment. So at the, at first I was like, okay, like she might live, but I think we've all said it enough. Like Misty wouldn't make that miscalculation. And I think she just wanted to up and get rid of her. But then that kind of ties into Thaisa being an awful person accomplishing now everyone else 
to being murderous because she was the one that sent Jessica Roberts out to everyone. Misty killed her. And like, so now Thais is in the same boat kind of as Shauna, where she has now put herself in a terrible position for the other group. Yeah, Yeah. but Thais didn't directly send Jessica Roberts out with the assumption one of the yellow jackets was going to fucking kill her. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So she's less on the hook for that, but I should have assumed. Yeah, but Misty still is crazy enough where it's like, yeah, you should still, she should have at least told her, like, okay, Jessica Roberts, like, do not fuck with Misty. <laughs> like, a hundred percent. Yeah, agreed. Which is a plot hole we've been saying for a couple episodes. Thaisa yep. should have made them privy, but take us through it, Luke. Is What's that next? any other comments on Misty 2021 version? Because this will be it until we get to the end of the episode, of the end of the podcast. Just that I'll miss her for the month. Oh my God. Until I we get it right now, March 26th. <laughs> <laughs> yeah for real watch wednesday if you're uh missing christine christina well, christina ricky yeah or rich new podcast Ricky's, that yeah. she's harley quinn i think she's, like she, there's like a new podcast that she does i think it's like along the lines of like joker diaries so someone reads the diaries from the perspective of the joker and she reads the harley quinn oh, perspectives cool. as harley quinn so. she's good at being bad man yeah. she really unlike jeff i saw the commercial mm-hmm. pop up and i was like one, this is definitely related to all the Yellow Jackets conversations we've been having. But two, that's also pretty badass because I've just she fits that role so well, yeah. I feel like. Okay. Um, I'll take us through these next three characters, and then Kathleen, you'll kick off the 1996 stuff. Yeah. Um because maybe I'll save her for last because she might be the most interesting conversation here. Um, so for Shauna's stuff post reunion, all she really does is she goes home, things are great with Hefe, and that's fantastic news for everybody that's not b-toms here so we love that <laughs> but then callie comes home and they have the moment where we are now aware that the cops are looking for adam's killer and Callie we are missing them. adam yeah. is he in that picture oh, oh it was a great instagram pic <laughs> my heart was also on the floor because i was i think i even said it aloud like because callie looks at them and she's like what the fuck is going on here like you guys yeah. are laughing sharing popcorn i'm like oh this is probably gonna be the happiest they're gonna be for a while mm-hmm. And it just goes right into Adam dead. Wait. And, and Callie, of course, pieces it all together. And I'm just like. Callie's face mm-hmm. is perfect, subtle acting of because Callie doesn't know that Jeff knows. Shauna right. knows that both of them knows. Jeff doesn't know that Callie knows. Yep. And they're all sitting there aware, except Callie, of course, doesn't know he's dead because of her mom. But she knows something's up. And it is Chef's kiss it's a perfect scene you're, you're so high yeah. and then you're so low i was i was expecting the high to be a little bit longer than yeah. that and they just immediately rip your heart out with the the breaking news adam dead i'm just like come on can't we catch a break for these people hefe man needs to breathe the only thing to really talk about for that i guess is what we think the impact or what we what impact we think Callie's going to have in season two i think uh, every single one of these last things we're talking about, Misty with Jessica, is probably the least. But Shauna, Jeff, and Callie about Adam is huge for next season. Ty is obviously huge for next season with this fucking dog head. And then Nat being captured is huge. It's every single one of these storylines is next season, yep. which is so lit. Um, I think Callie's going to be huge. I, they're going to have to tell her immediately. They're going to have to like be her in. Yeah, I mean, they're going to sugarcoat it as much as possible, but they got to tell her something. Either like like I haven't heard from him or Sean is going to fully lie or just like let her in a little bit. I don't know route that Sean is just going to lie because I mean, as yeah. Tom's just put, puts it out there that she is just, she's uh, a liar. Yeah. She's a liar at heart. So. Actually, now that I'm thinking about it, I think Shauna might just tell the same story she told the Yellow Jackets to Callie. Like, listen, he was he was like going to hurt me and he was blackmailing us. And I, yeah. I, I had to kill him. 
Okay, uh, let's move on to Nat next, because this is going to be something we're probably going to expand upon after we're done the 1996 stuff. But Nat is at a point where after the reunion, after the conversation with Kevin and her last conversation with the Yellow Jacket, she thinks it's a dead end of finding Travis's killer. So she is going to break the pact that she thinks he broke and commit suicide. That's what she has her finger on the trigger, ready to kill herself when the cult, I'm going to keep calling him the cult. We haven't really called him that, or we haven't really coined a term yet, but the symbol people, because the, the, they come in wearing it on their necklaces and it's not also, it's also not confirmed, but it's pretty much confirmed that it's connected to Lottie. That all comes to light here. And as Nat's getting kidnapped and thrown into a van, we hear the banker phone call, which is a direct result from last episode about Lottie Matthews still being alive. She's the one that emptied Travis's bank account. And for me, this was an amazing moment. I love Lottie <laughs> as a character. So like the fact that she's going to be such a big player in 2021, it was, it's just it was fun for me. This was literally how I felt at the end of Severance when they give the quote. I'm not going to spoil yeah. it for the listeners, but like at the end of season one of Severance, like the quote is how exactly how I felt in this moment when they're like Lottie Matthews is fucking out there and doing shit. And it's like, I mean, we knew it was coming, but it, just to hear it in like the first and last name, it, it was just yeah. so badass how they were just like Lottie Matthews. And I think we should go, maybe we should call the, uh, the cult group Lottie Bodies. Lottie bodies. <laughs> I love it. Okay, I'm in. The Lottie Bodies. Um, Lottie's Hotties. Oh. <laughs> yeah, we can take it another step. Let's go. Any of those would be good, but I, they set this show up so perfectly for a season two. I mean, even when we started first watching the show at, at the beginning of season one, I was like, how are they possibly ever going to make this show even three seasons? Like one season felt like it could have been enough for this show, but how they stuck the landing with the finale, still leaving plenty of cliffhangers. Like Kathleen said, each one of our main characters in 2021 are each now going through something that is just going to blow up in season two. And I'm literally here for every second of it. You know what's crazy about the 1996 timeline is we have 19 months to get through. Mm-hmm. Assumption is soccer season is in the fall. They haven't even made it to the first winter yet. We right. need to go through an entire year at which point we have like seven more months to go. Like, we're going to see two winters. We haven't even seen the first one yet. So we've been saying it the whole time. Lots of meat still left on the bone, which just makes me Literally. so excited. I think they implied that it was fall-ish time because it was around homecoming. And there yeah, were some mean, other clues that I'm forgetting. Makes sense because soccer season is in the fall, right? Yeah, so soccer's they, fall sport. It's it's interesting, though, because they were at the end. Obviously, they made it to states, but homecoming hadn't happened yet. And Rutgers Rush Week. So it's a little confusing how they're playing. Rutgers Rush Week, meaning they were going to be seniors and party at the high at the college parties. But uh, the timing is a little bit weird because homecoming is like famously like in September of fall. You know what I mean? Or maybe beginning of October. So it's a little weird timing wise. And Shauna's baby bump is part of a clue too, like how much time has passed with her pregnancy. I would say I th- it's probably been three months. That she's, sounds she's right. Bumping. I was thinking two to bumping. three. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds right. The one thing. Uh, so me, Luke and Alki, our roommate, had watched this all together. And I guess one of the big conversations that we had, I'll ask Kathleen and Brian this, is do we think the, the, the Lottie bodies, do you think this group of people were in the mountains already there and Lottie kind of rounded them up and then now they've moved themselves like to New Jersey, I guess, or whatever? Mm-hmm. Or 
did Lottie have her yellow jacket group, like maybe a Van, Misty, and whoever else come back to New Jersey, fuck with everyone, and but and then gain their following? So pretty much when do you think Lottie gained her following? Was it during the mountains trips or after the mountain, like returning? From First them? off, you called me Brian, which sounded way weird Brian? coming out of your lips. <laughs> I've been beat Tom's to you for a while. Yeah, I don't even remember the last time I've remembered calling you Brian. Second off, the Brian. quote unquote cult the the lotties hotties as they are to be known from <laughs> henceforth they were established because of the symbol before lottie landed there i think they were just waiting for their witch their medium and they have been observing this group the whole time kathleen i think in the, one of our first recordings you were like how do you guys feel about um the cinematography that it seems like they're being lot watched with these camera angles and since you said that, I'm like, I think these people are being watched with whoever is behind the symbols. So I think they are observing this go down. They're like, wow, clearly this girl is supernaturally inclined. Let's bring her into the fold. I think at some point this cult is going to enter the fray. I think they may have already claimed Javi. So we might not see him until we have the veil removed from this cult. So to to answer your question, I think they are already established and they are going to find Lottie and make her the leader of the group. So amazing. What if Javi's the one with the necklace that comes and steals Ned? Well, he like he did say that. Look like him at all, but he said that. Oh, on the pot already? Yeah. Oh, I said, shit. I said it episode like the third, three and four recording. I was just like, hypothetically, if like a lot of time has passed, like what if Javi's hair grew out <laughs> a little bit? He got the necklace yeah. from Shauna because they have that weird friendship. Yeah, but it, it's a different necklace. It's the it's the it, the necklace. No, I'm saying in the oh the no, people the, that stole that that had a necklace with the symbol on it. But this guy didn't look like Javi at all. Like Javi and Trav, Tra, old Trav looked like he could have grown up to be Travis from pictures. But wait, here's my crazy theory. Yeah, We're here. gonna throw him out there. So. The guy at the end of the episode that claims Jackie, we're waiting for you, right? I was just going to say, to answer your question, I think that Lottie, I think it was the latter of what you said. I think the people came after because I don't think anything happening on the in the wilderness has physical bodies. I think it's all spiritual people who have died, like Laura Lee being like, it's not that bad. Like Laura Lee's like hanging out. She's like part of the spirits of that shit. I feel because she died. It's kind of like season one American Horror Story. Like you well, die in the house, stay in the house. Well, okay. the dead guy, of- the dead guy in the roof had a physical body at some point. Do you think he was just a random hunter who had no clue what was going on, died, and now he's fucked? I either it's- think yes or he is that guy. The guy we saw in Jackie's vision was the guy. I got be. the only reason I will say no to that or possibly no to that is because he says his quote is we're wait we were waiting for you or something like that. So maybe, but then it's closer to what Kathleen's theory is where there is going to be a bunch of people that died in the area that are yeah. trapped there. I see that, yeah. that guy killed himself in the attic because of all the supernatural shit that was going on. We're going to bring this back. Let's dive into this later. <laughs> yeah, because that's a lot. But a, something that you said, B Tom's because there was a epic debate between me and dave versus alki after we watched this finale that got really fucking heated me and luke were on your side b times of we think that there were people there that are gonna like see lottie and be like oh she's the one that is gonna lead us all and then alki was on kathleen's side where mm-hmm. he thinks that he's gonna come ba- she's gonna come back and then build her following from there so yes. it's open the, it's, 
it still could be either one, but sure. I, I believe it more to be that there are people there. So, Kathleen, you think the supernatural forces created the symbol and carved it and shit? Well, it maybe the first person there was taken. the leader and and was supernatural him or herself mm-hmm. and carved it. I don't know the ins and outs. I just think that they would be able to see physical bodies. Like, I don't get how there could be physical bodies of people. Where are they? Where where are they living? What's and this going is, on? This is what Alki was saying. And we're going, this is the conversation we had. <laughs> the only thing I, I will mean, say is maybe the guy that killed himself in the attic was, you know, going crazy from all the supernatural events that were going on. He he could have been the one that carved the civil uh, symbol and then killed himself. I don't know how many years that would have translated to, but I... I think we're good at this conversation. I just wanted to ask that because this was such a hot debate mm-hmm. between me, right. Alki, and Luke that I just wanted to see. And I'm actually glad that both of you have split opinions that it wasn't clearly obvious one way or the other. Right. Should we be questioning why the hell there's this random cabin in this uncharted territory no. of the Pacific Northwest? Like, we did this one that. guy, did the one guy single handedly build it himself, which is possible or is it more likely that it grouped it my my working theory is that the guy was part of the cult got uh excommunicated whatever you want to call it had to live in isolation and probably wound up killing himself maybe because he i don't know couldn't live with being excommunicated for whatever reason yes he probably killed himself but i don't know there's a lot there's got to be a lot to this guy and this cabin it didn't want him to leave I'll just say that the plane, I think Confirmed. it took his plane down as well, except he could have landed it and then was stuck and ended up and he was like a jack of all trades and actually could build shit. But it seems like maybe whatever he had in his cabin was stuff he had in his plane. I'm not sure. There's so much so, to learn. Yeah, because we're going to find out. It's like, so fun. The supernatural piece of this and then the cult piece of it can also be two separate conversations where like what you're saying like it didn't want them to leave but there can also physically be a cult that's living in the mountains like all of that can be possible um but i do agree with b toms i think javi's taken by whoever the cult is like i i think we're gonna see his body at least the last comment i have is that originally when they first found the cabin it was very strange how well whatever was there was reflecting you know, there was like that mirror sure. or whatever that was reflecting at them like that. I don't think would have been a window from a like, I think someone was there, like literally like saying, like, come to this cabin. Like, you got to come here. But I'm, I'm okay. fine closing the conversation. Can I just say it's- I love you guys? It's so fun. <laughs> no, that's this is the stuff I'm we're going to get more into this at the end. But that was necessary to talk about because of the fact that Nat's taken by modern day Colt. And we just opened the, the floor yeah. for that. So we'll dive more into that at the very, very end here. Let's end this 2021 timeline for season one with talking about Thaisa stuff, because after the reunion, all we really see about her is she's gearing up to find out the results of the election. She was supposed to get destroyed by the incumbent. Turns out as like the news is the news days going on, it's getting closer and closer. And simultaneously, we're getting the parallel shots of Simone going through the house to get some things for Sammy. But she sees the blood sacrifice like altar that the dog actually is head is literally there with the symbol carved next to it. And the way that the cinematography worked for this was just amazing with the music, the flashing back and forth between Simone and Thaisa, the announcing of the results that she actually won this crazy upset. And it ends with 
her having this crazy smile on her face, That's which is the demon has a crazy smile on, on his the, or her face. Yes. Okay. So are we okay? Wow. There's so much which, to talk about there, which is crazy. The first thing is, can the demon like come in and out at will and it just chooses nighttime because that's most convenient to stay hidden or are they working together? Like, are, is it aware no, they're not, they are not working together. I cannot okay. believe that. I, first of all, it sucks because it was like Taisa, like first black elected state Senate, like so pumped. And then it's this evil face and Simone finding the dog. Mm-hmm. And, and that was a huge, crazy shocker because I genuinely seems like, the dog ran away. It must have ran away when I was sleepwalking. She was so gutted by this. And then the dog's head is fucking chopped up. And the and the doll Sammy is is fucking gutted back there. And listen, something made Simone check that. She got an eerie feeling in that basement. There was a wind coming in a fucking below ground mm-hmm. basement that told her to look in that weird ass crevice. She wasn't looking for the suitcases there. She saw the blood. Something told her to look there. She saw the blood Mm -hmm. and then she crawled in this scary thing that I would never crawl in in a million years. I'm getting a gun and cops and we're going in. I'm not fucking going in by myself. Yeah, Here's the thing I'm concerned about is Simone is going to try and talk to Taisha first. And I don't, I think she's going to die. It's possible. Simone Simone is on a very short leash for being able to live past a couple episodes yep. is where I'm at. Mm-hmm. You know, let's talk about how much of like a mislead Sammy was. Sammy's creepy in his own right, but Bro. he's just a kid. And you think Sammy is doing this shit and he's living with his mom, crawling up in trees, scaring the shit out of him, planting evidence under his bed. What a monster. Like yeah. poor Sammy. No wonder he's creepy and hiding in cupboards and like doing weird shit and yelling at her. I Another great misdirect for the show, though. Yep. 100%. Yes. Yeah. So, one of the things that I thought was going to be the, the common consensus, but maybe I'm wrong and I'll, I'll just pose the question to you guys is was your takeaway from this, that the sacrifice was made in order for her to win yes. the election mm-hmm. or was the sacrifices made? Cause the spirits just evil as shit. Cause it sounds like you guys agree that it was for yeah. the election. Okay. Yeah. That's what Which I mean. This spirit is, has the presence of mind to want to win a political election to try and consolidate yes. power, try and be influential in the world. So what is this demon's end goal with being in politics? And is it a separate entity completely from like the forest spirit? Can't like, be. Who, Can't okay, be. So it because, is yeah. because, and you know why? Because the demon knew to steal the necklace that Lottie gave to Van. Okay. Yeah. 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 Yes, the yeah, so that makes does that Bone. make sense? Yeah, 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 yeah. Hundred percent. Uh, wow. And we'll get to a lot of sacrificial themes in the kid storyline, like this mm. dog being sacrificed in order for this. Uh, because there's a lot of knives to throats and shit like that in this in this episode. It's mm-hmm. super nuts. So we ready to get into the girlies? Let's do it. Let's go to Our 1996, fight. baby. Set the scene. It's 1996. The kid is just being born. Oh, <laughs> you little babies. Uh, the kids are eating maggots. Yeah, they're getting absolutely desperate. Um, Mari is like, listen. This is getting disgusting. I was trying to save these berries, but looks like it's booze and we're going to get fucked up. And Jackie's like really desperate, still on this kind of like um, 
hunger strike the whole episode. It's crazy to me that she's on this hunger strike, but she is just like caution to the wind. She doesn't give a fuck about anything anymore. And the moon is coming. It's homecoming. So what do we have? Doom coming. And they're going to drink rotten fucking berries and celebrate our impending doom. And uh, so they're decorating. Tice is making sick eye patches because Van's face is way better than it should be. Yeah. Let me just say, talk oh, about plot holes. Yeah. Van's face should be rotted, sepsis, disgusting face. I'm glad it's not because I adore Van. I adore Van so much. Well, they had to have her looking pretty for the gr- the second gratuitous sex scene that they unnecessarily <laughs> yes, include. Um, but yes, if you had those wounds and walked into a fully equipped hospital and left looking like Van... You'd be Good giving job. it a thumbs up, okay? <laughs> if you are in the Pacific Northwest being tended to by Aquila with a fish hook and God knows what, and you look like Van, oh my gosh, you you have nothing else to complain about, Van. Three <laughs> times, how does it make you feel that I knew you were going to bring up the sex scene thing that when I saw that sex scene, I was thinking about you? <laughs> That's hot. <laughs> I love I that like, I'm in your like, head. Like is scene. bringing this up on the podcast. Yeah, it's just another unnecessary. And why are they only doing it with the Thaisa Van stuff? Like it's weird. That's, Matt and that's Travis the didn't. Part. I think yeah, there's like coach. a there's another element at play here. So mm-hmm. let's mm-hmm. just leave it at that. So Misty asks Ben to homecoming. Um, it's it's like Ben just has to accept. It's she's like, I know I'm not pretty. It's so sad, but I can't wait to talk about the later gay, gay, gay scene. It's so fucking good. Um, Shauna and Jackie in the woods. Jackie again. The more crazy she gets, the more jinx she sounds. Mm-hmm. And it's so funny as she's descending into like just like being so amazingly bitchy in a good way because I, I know brian your thumbs downing me i'm team jackie these are jackie choose best your words yeah choose your words more carefully descending into craziness she's the most sane person in the yeah. group no, no, right no. now but i mean bitchiness I mean, being petty spiteful within reason she no no i'm team jackie i love her let me let me get there her saying Oh my God, do you like him? I would never go after the same guy. I was like, snaps. What yeah. a queen. Mm. Like, Shona is just like having to live in this, like, s- such guilt. And Jackie knows it and she doesn't. And it's be- my quote is sassy Jackie is the best mm-hmm. on my thing. Okay. So, Brian, I- I'm a I'm a Jackie girl and I always have been. And I feel like when I watched this, I watched this episode twice in the last two days. And the first and second time I watched Jackie die, the way my like my hairs on my arms were standing up. I felt my chest was in my ass. I was like, this is so sad. It yeah. gutted me. And I forgot how much it gutted me before. And the fact that I knew it was coming and it still gutted me so much. I can't believe, do you think we're ever going to get Jackie again? Like besides weird flashes of her as a kid, maybe haunting old Shauna. It's we had asked that ourselves after yeah. the podcast, and I think the only way we get more Jackie is if it's like Shauna seeing her as young. I, well, yeah, for will, sure. I will say she is probably the biggest named actress on the the payroll for the kids, so I don't think we're going to see her again. I agree with that too. Just like outside of TV scope, like it's just like a budget, you know, and yeah, budget thing. Like yeah, but um, yeah. 
yeah the when i said in the first podcast we did on this show like i was a jackie fan and as we kept going i was like why was i a jackie fan these These two episodes completely (laughs) reminded me of why i liked her and she does she just leaves it's a i'm not gonna say that she uh i I don't want i want to say leave a good taste in your mouth (laughs) that's what i was avoiding trying to say she's a real really good job her last impression of of leaving yellow jackets like i i was such a fan at the end and you're right kathleen the death was like the hardest hit of emotionally of the entire show it hits, it hits so hard because you like her and shauna's fallout they just both end up saying horrible things about one uh. another things that i'm sure they mean somewhat but at the same time they obviously don't mean because they are literally best friends and they've been together for so long so they literally have this like and it, i'm sure and that's why it haunts shauna for so long is yep. because they're falling out is literally Shauna just calling her out, being like, like, you know, you fucking suck, all this shit. You've been living I've been living in your shadow, you think, but really, like, you're just a conceited bitch. And it's like, she doesn't mean all that. And so the fact that Jackie just dies overnight and then Shauna has to see that, that guilt is what ha- is haunting her to this day. And to this day. Yeah, <laughs> you you rooks now can go back and appreciate those scenes when you see Jackie on the bridge before she jumps in, before Shauna and Adam jump into the ocean. And then when they're at Jackie's childhood house and she says, Jackie's ghost says, uh, you know, this isn't, this isn't your fault. And she goes, I know. And she goes, well, it is your fault. And now it's like, holy shit. Like it, it 100% was unfortunately. And like, Oh God, Uh, we'll get into it even more. Yeah. Um, But next is, kind of some flashes into them getting ready. So Lottie's holding Laura Lee's dress or shirt or whatever it is. Really sweet. Van gets her eye patch from Taisa, which made me like, you know, made my heart beat. Did that remind you of Margo from the magicians? There's yeah. Are you kidding me? (laughs) I was going to say, you didn't say it. I said in the previous pod, I said when she had this, I I mentioned there's a Margo drop. It must've been in the one I edited. So it must have been last one because she gets like fucking tore up in the last one. But um, uh, yeah, so Shauna's not paying in her dress. Obviously, like we said earlier, her bump is popping out. Uh, there's a sweet Javi and Travis moment with with the tie that's Nat's looking on. But I want to say I was rereading my notes today and my note was sweet Javi and Travis moment with the tie. But I spelled tie T-A-I like Taisa. And I was like, Ty wasn't in that scene. <laughs> and I was like, oh, fuck. It's this <laughs> is like in the whatever. But yeah. Missy's poisoning the group, right? And this is like, uh, who is it? Mari's like, go whoa, help her. Whoa, 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 whoa. Misty what? did not intentionally poison the group. She literally Mari did. accidentally no. poisoned the group. Mari didn't Misty just wanted to poison Ben Scott. Yes, but Ma- Mari didn't put the poison in yet, and she had them in her hand, and Misty made the conscious choice to say, all right, let's fucking go for it. Let's it's poison everyone. Misty. All of it was Misty's fault. Yeah, yeah. Well, she even, said something. Even if it wasn't the food, you should, she would still have a reason to. Say, like, a normal the, person would yeah. be like, "Yo, I accidentally yeah. just fucking dose our food with shrooms." Yeah, she chose violence, which did I would have see, eaten it anyway. But. Did she see the magic mushrooms go Correct. into the stew? And it was she, oh, in her I did hands. not notice that. I thought was, she set it down on the table and walked away. Like this is passing. what happened. Okay, she gotcha. put it on the table. She comes down and is like, did anyone see my mushrooms? And Mari has them, or Akila has them in her hands as she's putting them in. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, you were holding out on us. And Misty's like, yep, okay, yeah, sure. I was holding out on you guys. Yeah. Put them in. They yeah. purposely showed her deciding not to tell Mari yeah. because she okay, looks over at Coach that. Ben. She yeah. looks over and sees him and is like, 
okay, it's worth drugging him, basically. All right, and here we go. We're about to start the party. What's the best part? Is it the Van and Ty kiss, or is it Ben Scott's arms? I don't know. He's got the <laughs> best arms in the game. Him on those crutches, I was like, my eyes popped out of my head. And Van and Ty just kissed. You know they're good arms if I'm looking at Ben Scott's arms instead of Van and Ty kissing each other. Nah, they're, yeah. that was very sweet. They all cheer, and you know Ben was jealous almost you think right like proud of them and Mm -hmm. wishing he himself could come out and be so open about being gay and which he eventually does but um he's kind of coerced into it by misty but yeah ben's got arms everything before the night because the night's when shit gets crazy this whole day part of doom's coming this is where i like wanted to fucking kill everybody because this is the first because of my first binge i did it so quickly didn't really notice as much but this is where you really really notice these extra girls that have no names yeah and that have been yellow jackets apparently for these last three months had had not have a single line not a single impact on the story and the showrunners decided to throw these four or five extra people just around and i was like so mad at this i i don't know if it's irrationally mad but I think it's the worst writing decision of the entire show. What do you guys think about these randoms that that just show up for the first time in nine episodes? I mean, I was with you. I was we were reacting together. You brought it up. You're like, who the fuck is that? And I was like, oh, that's Mari. And you're like, no, it's not. And like we like we paused it. We looked at it. And it was like there was three right. of them that yeah, were like at who- least three yeah. that were unnamed. Obviously, I'm on the side of I think it's stupid that sure they may have had screen time, but they've definitely not had a single mm-hmm. line. Like, you know, as long as they just make their presence known to the audience, I'm fine with them being there and, you know, being a part of the Yellow Jackets, whatever. But like, they've just solely been background characters. So for me, it's like, that's three easy kills right there that I'm not going to be surprised about. Or I guess one way you could also look at it is, you know, maybe some of our main characters start dying off and then these background reserve characters are going to take the spotlight at some point. But either way, you're right, Luke. I think it was poor writing that the uh the creators of the show could have at least made it a little bit more obvious at the number of people like we could have at least been told at the beginning like all right 15 of us have survived this plane mm-hmm. crash and at least that way we could have counted out all the yeah. names and everything but they never even did that and like they just show these girls like one was a like a redhead one was a brunette and it's just like so yeah so here's how i rationalize it so I, and i'm on team fuck that but there are how many girls on a soccer team? You're going to nationals. You need extras. You need uh, the, the the coaches and their sons, whatever. We know Rachel died, so she's checked off the list. But kill more people. This is a plane crash. Mm-hmm. You could kill whoever the fuck you want. The fact that only a handful of people died, including the pilots, Rachel, the main head coach. Like, there's only four and people the, that died. Was, and a flight attendant. Yeah. And they make it an emphasis, too, to bring up the freshman, too. Uh, yeah. Akila, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, they make it a point, like, okay, she's coming with us. So they don't even make it a point to, like, emphasize these other characters who have clearly already been on the team. Like, they will emphasize the freshman over this person. And I would like to go back and watch the pilot and see, like, who is on the plane. But I would argue episode nine is the first time we see them. And not even, like, oh, they've been in the background. But I would say when episode nine, which is my second time seeing it since I watched live, I was like, who the fuck? That's, yeah, that's I one of him. It's like I bad think... stand-ins. I thought it was like, is that supposed to be Mark? That's what I was saying. Yeah. Can I be Tom's? I would have to recheck, but I think they were shown in the Blood Hive episode when they were doing the seance, mm-hmm. but I it wasn't sure enough to bring it up at the time so So, i'll have to go back but if we saw them in passing one episode and in 
now this episode, it's still not enough. Right. Yeah. It's, it's why, frustrating. Like, why were they not in the shooting competition? Why were they not in the lake? Like with when they found water yeah. for the first time, like, there's so water. many situations where it's just like, what the fuck? Where were these people? They could have been either finding ways to kill them or like the plane crash was the easiest way just to cut them out. up chores. Like they could have like, even yeah. just been like you side character. Number one, go chop wood. Mm-hmm. It's like, this okay, is, we know they're there. This is what I'm afraid of. And I think Dave, you were just like, they're just going to be three more people to die. I want deaths to be meaningful. And yeah, you're right. Just three expendable people that I won't care about. Maybe those are the first three to get cannibalized. And they're like, okay, well, we already ate Ashley, uh, Brienne and, and Claire. So who's next? <laughs> no, you're right. But were they even in Jackie's okay. vision of the cabin and stuff? Like, were they there? Like, I don't Good call. I'm not sure, but I am looking at the picture I posted for you for the Yellow Jackets binge town Instagram. Binge is our website. Binge TV is our Instagram. Um, I am seeing at least only two extras in this. So two of them are in this picture that I'm looking at of them doing the seance, which I'll just flash for the squad. Two of them are in there. I'm, I can Damn, clock okay. them. So at least they were visibly there. That's just crazy. Give them a name. Say anything to them. Right. Yeah. Anything to acknowledge their existence as people in this show. Like the okay. fact that we're talking about this right now is ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. It shouldn't even Let's be a fucking it. thing. But this is just it sounds like we're all on the same page. Though. This is probably our one main complaint of the show is that these people but again they i have could two be, but that was my first one yeah. but again they could be <laughs> setting themselves up for like b times was agreeing with me that you know maybe they are just expendable but also they could be on the other side of that where maybe three yeah i like that are not expendable are expendable and then they kind of step into the limelight a little bit which i would be fine that maybe would make me feel a little bit better about it but right now it has a sour taste we all know they're eating ben scott first sorry that he's getting eaten misty is fucking killing him and i'm gonna comment more yeah on that when we get to all right scene. so a uh, couple scenes here jackie's on a hunger strike she's not eating this is notable because she's the only one who's not tripping absolute fucking balls later uh moment of science silence for laura lee love to see it gotta do it what now we need a slow dance kiss from a rose which is the same show- song they play later when shauna and jeff dance which is amazing i love them singing it it's so cute another one of them their sweet teenage moments um so there's like some jackie travis stuff happening where jackie's like honestly in a two good jackie episodes jackie's being insufferable with travis she's being like actually creepy like a creepy man would be no offense to men they really flipped the gender roles here and made it so jackie's the creepy one i gotta say it like she is forcing herself on this sweet travis who is like so emotionally damaged right now and I think Travis sucks. So yeah, I don't yeah. think he deserves. I, I don't think he deserves either of them. Travis is definitely not the best person, and I think whoever he ends up with, like either if it's Jackie or Nat, like that relationship's going to be rocky. But well, we already know the end of that because it is going to be Travis and Nat because of the the twenty twenty one stuff. But uh, yeah, one thing I want to bring up is Kathleen. I think you mentioned earlier on this recording how Misty like smirked when she broke the news about Travis to Shauna on the phone. I, yeah. Are Shauna and Travis going to hook up? Because I'm thinking, yes. Travis is going to hook up with someone other than Nat I, and I Jackie. Have deeper, deeper Travis lore. Like, the fuck is Lottie talking about when she says he doesn't belong to you? And she's like, I get it. He was hooking up with Nat. She, he doesn't belong to her either. Who the fuck does yeah. he belong to? Going to yeah. be having sex with Lottie, i.e. the forest spirit is what that means. Come on sure. now. 
Yeah. Like he, they need a seed and they picked him instead so of Ben. He, they were like, nah. <laughs> let's get to the scene where they start chasing Jackie and locking her in a Wait, room. Just okay. Quick it's things. just yeah. the Nat and coach scene then. Quick things. Yeah. Nat and Ben. Great scene. I love their little friendship. Nat's yeah. been hiding this like under the porch booze, which is great. Um, And she's like, he's like, fuck. I think Misty poisoned me again. She's like, I think Misty poisoned all of us. <laughs> which is like such a funny thing because Nat's obviously done all the drugs before and she's like, going into it in such a like lit way and he's going into it like oh fuck you mean mushrooms mushrooms she goes well buckle in she's like looking at her hand like i was like yeah i this is the area i would want to be if i was tripping in the forest oh my gosh yes so i just thought to myself imagine being in a plane crash and tripping sack with your high school soccer coach i just took a step back and i was just like this is an insane picture that they have painted for us Yeah. yeah so the Thaisa scene quickly. The only reason I'm mentioning them like tripping and being like, she's like a tree. I'm like, is there any sort of weird connection of her just being in trees all the time? <laughs> there was definitely like, a, yeah, was a symbolic connection for sure. Like, we're just going to throw this little, mm-hmm. little pe- Easter egg in here for everyone. Yeah. yeah. And then notice that. Thank you. Before it hits nighttime, the only quote I wanted to bring up was Lottie saying, something's coming. We won't be hungry any longer. Yeah. Then you kind of skip to night after Jackie bangs Travis. And then this is when shit goes off the rails. But you're right, Kathleen, though. Ben Scott and Nat's relationship is like one of those like bright points that I look forward to in these episodes. It's like there's just such a like Nat just can go to Ben, who has all the experience in the world with these situations, and he can be a consultant for her. And like even yeah. he is finding out that he can talk to her about a lot of these things because he trusts her and all that. And now that we're at nighttime here, let's just quickly say that Nat and Coach second part of this is they have the conversation about love will save us all. Like coaches, coach is saying, like, yeah, he coach is the one that's like that. love is gonna save us all. Like, you gotta go find Travis, like go get him. And he's like, cause I'm gay. Like I'm gay, mom. Like, I love that for him. Things. He had his first trip epiphany. Like yes. yeah, it was yeah, amazing. He, yes. Pinning that because that is what sends Nat on her way to eventually save Travis. So now we could just talk about the direct aftermath of Travis and Jackie banging is the girls rally themselves up through Lottie, of course, the leader. Yep. And they just start like screaming like animals. They're running through the, the forest trying to scare off any other animal. Like they're going crazy. And this is kind of where we thought it was going to go, I think, based off like the clips of like the cannibal timeline. Like we're going to have to get to a point where these girls are like a, they're just a united front of just wildness yeah. out here. And so that's when we finally see it. Ha- exactly. Yes. So they end up going to the cabin and they're out here to just destroy Jackie because Kathleen said it like they're something's telling Lottie that Travis is not hers. They are so scary. Yeah. Like generally Jackie, Jackie still doesn't understand. And even till the next morning when someone says mushrooms, they're all like, oh because i guess they thought like oh they drank the blueberry wine they were just like pretty fucked up but i i couldn't believe actually that in episode 10 when they realized it was mushrooms that they didn't realize they were tripping absolute balls because it's it's like they're scary they're flipping jackie around of course she has some blood on her dress because it was her first time and then they all start kissing them and and it is it's really crazy and travis starts they lock her in the cupboard yeah it's it's really it's really scary. Like I have, like was scared. I would not want to be a part of it. Then that's when the gals go off for their little gratuitous sex scene as well. But it's, it's scary. What are we supposed to make of just how immediately sexual the girls got with Travis? I mean, Lottie seemed to be kind of 
the girls were just like kissing around him. And then Lottie went like face to face with him and kind of like straddled him for a second. I looked over to my roommate and I was like, did, was there penetration there for a hot side? Like, did Lottie have sex with Travis? He's like, no, we're not supposed to think that. But like everything that Lottie's saying about like, it's not for you. I have to believe that the forest spirit or whatever, who is controlling Lottie is after Travis's seed. Yeah. Something like right? that. That's yeah, the, I mean, that's the only way I took it. <laughs> when I think of like even real world calls, like is it Marilyn Manson, right? Who was like the leader of like the fucking like just some crazy cult. Yeah. Either way, he's a leader of some crazy cult, but like all that cult oh, did was like they, Charles? Charles Manson. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. wait, <laughs> fucked up in a yeah, different yeah. way. But yeah. Marilyn Manson's fucked up in a different way. But yes, Charles Manson, the leader of that occult, like that cult following, like all they did was fuck and kill people. Yeah. There's definitely some sort of sexual ties to the the whole like spiritual occult thing that's going on here. I was definitely weirded out immediately. Like when they started like all like start kissing him, I'm like, what the fuck is going on? But then I was kind of thinking like, I guess it makes sense in the sense that like these cults are just they're fucking weird. They just they but fuck and just do what they want to do. I they're guess. not a cult yet. Not yet, but, but this it, is the the breaking through of them becoming that. I what guess. it morphs into, it starts off being sexually weird like that, but it morphs into them considering hey, Travis as a like the, yeah, the deer, the stag, stag in their the eyes. food that they're going to hunt down and kill. That's what it turns into because you even see like Flash when he gets outside of the cabin, he turns into a stag for a second. So I don't know. It was a confusing thing, and some people have gripes with this because and if you've taken shrooms like this is not what happens like even if you're hammered it's just there has to be more supernatural element to it but at the same time it's one of those tip of the cap to the show for making it a gray area is it just because they're really tripping and they're seeing hallucinogenics or is it because of the supernatural forces Mm -hmm. not only are they tripping they're also starved so if you're tripping sack and like you're kind of realizing that like i'm hungry like then you kind of maybe start to realize like think of you know people as food i guess tripping sack starving and tripping in a way that's like okay you guys take some mushrooms right cool these people are eating mushrooms from the weird freaky wilderness (laughs) in like they have a stew they're just pounding it they probably ate so much more than you guys would eat in a little bit like you know but i will say and being wasted off of like ratchet berries yeah yeah Yeah. fucking moonshine made them fucking trip too yeah Yeah, exactly um but i just want to quickly say when they're running shauna and javi do have this weird thing meaning like could it be Adam? Yeah. I don't know. But but I will say, like, when she looks at, wanna... at Javi and he's like, Shauna, and he's, she's like, run. <laughs> it's safe? so. No, he's so... he might be dead because of that. Well, <laughs> he could also be saved because of it. Yeah. Saved, like, saved. Yeah. In a weird way. Here's another thing. Their eyes definitely changed. Like, yeah. their pupils got huge, blacked out. Was that, are we supposed to take that as the mushrooms? Or do you think that was like a. Possession. secondary possession the forest spirit has her talons and lottie yeah. clearly but does that like pour over to the others when they're the now too much of a stretch moving on here let's just get us to the end of this crazy night because after they start chasing travis to like hunt him down basically nat after having that conversation with coach ben goes and frees jackie super awkward second before they have to go to the campfire again and sean is literally about to slit travis's throat to bleed him out so they can eat him i guess is like at the campfire while the throat slitting happens before they show up the thing of note is lottie basically is the antler queen here she like puts on the thing and it looks like she is the the leader which 
we've been kind of waiting for and I thought was pretty awesome. My note is Lottie, more like loony. (laughs) Thanks, everyone. (laughs) They all wake up and this is a mega hangover. This is a they're in dirt. They're coming alive from the dirt like dead people. They're seeing all the weird like sacrificial items around. They're like, ah, skirt. Uh, Quick Travis little scene. Um. He of course he's being a dick at the beginning, but this ends up being a really great scene. He's like, I finally got laid, so I'm fucking great. It sucks because Nat's being genuinely sweet and caring. So good. She mm-hmm. was so nice. She was like, Listen, I don't care that you yeah. fucked her. I just want you to be okay. And he's like, Fuck you. Like, I'm fine. I love you. <laughs> and then he's like, I love you. So then I'm like, okay, you're cool. Yeah. We're good now. Yeah. Episodes along with Jack. Yeah. It was. It was. Um, Javi's missing obviously and and that's like their storyline they literally are gone for the rest until that the later scene when when oh man young nat has such a good acting performance here she is just crying to him being like i know you don't want me here i know you don't want me here but i'm gonna be here anyway it's good and, it stuff. Hits, and it hits travis he's like yeah fuck she's gonna be here for me I yeah love i love that. this girl i mean he says it to jackie he knows it he just he feels this severe guilt about jackie and she that's like i don't fucking care like mm-hmm. get it out of your mind but Javi is missing, and the question I have is, is he dead on his apartment floor? That's all I have to ask. <laughs> is he dead on his apartment floor right now? I don't know. He's I don't dead know. on the apartment floor now. <laughs> no, he just got but, cremated. Yeah, I mean, true. You have, to, you have to think about it like this. So Javi obviously ran off, and then uh, Nat experiences the whole you know winter. She dies from the cold and everything. So you have to think that Javi also mm-hmm. had to survive in the wilderness through the cold, through the snow and everything. If he does die, it's either going to be they just stumble across his body and he's going to be frozen over, which I think would be kind of lame because yep. we already saw that happen to one person. Doing it to two people in the same night, I think, would be kind of lame. And yep. We didn't even talk about this. We, uh, I think Alki, or you brought it up, too, that the reason Jackie was the one to die was because she didn't thank Well, that didn't happen until the, the next night. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So where's okay. this is still the way, first. Regardless, yeah. Javi... It would be lame to have that recreated death in Javi. I think my theory is there are people in the forest currently. They have adopted Javi. Whether they've eaten him or not is let, let yet to be determined. But I think Javi, regardless, is going to be with this okay. forest group of people. And I agree with that. I think, I think B-Toms, you were hinting at it earlier, that if there is a, an existing cult that is the ownership mm-hmm. of that symbol and alive and well right now... They have hobby. I buy in and, if there's a physical cult, yes. if there's physical flesh, yeah. I'm in. We'll talk about that. What you were saying <clears> there, because because what you're right. getting at though is Jackie dies the next day. That means Javi would have been missing for a full 24 hour cycle. On top of the fact that it, the night freezes over freezes the second over, night, yeah. so there's no way that they would do that off screen. Like it, it just doesn't right. make off sense. It's just a bad writing decision. Javi left to his own devices wouldn't stray that far from the cabin. He would mm-hmm. get right. away just. Like, yeah. Yeah. That's where I'm at. Yeah. I, if I'm Javi, I go straight to the cab and lock myself in the cupboard so like overall, they did. voting, where are we all at? Do we all think he's alive? Uh, I alive? think it's a waste if he's not. I think it's a waste if we yeah. don't physically see his death. So mm-hmm. either season one, we see him like fucking strung up or something like, crazy. Yeah, we see as him. Or he's alive and relevant in the season as an adult, I would say. Yeah. As long as it's not another Jackie route, it's fine. Yeah. 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 So Jackie's big mad and i just want to say quickly jackie keeps crossing her fucking arms in this in this episode and she looks so <laughs> condescending and i'm like there's a different way of going about this jackie of being like disappointed without 
seeming like such that's <laughs> so annoying i'm like jackie i love you girl stop making it hard for me to love you that's the thing it's like we've been arguing <laughs> about this for episode podcast yeah. episodes where it's like they're always in their right lane to do so but there is a way to go about it that doesn't make you come off as a bitch or like overly anxious like over the time i would like so be jackie in this situation yeah. i would not be able to hold any punches i couldn't be like hey guys so like can we talk no, about man. the fact you I almost agree. killed travis oh, yeah. i would be like I would be looking around like her, like, how am I the only one pointing yes, out that we almost killed Travis 100%. last night and you're making me out to be the villain? Go that ahead. should have been the first thing she fucking mm-hmm. said, being like, guys, what is happening? Like, being, they're not taking accountability for anything. And I weird. don't know what they remember or not. It's fucking weird. And the scene, either it's either written weird or they really can't remember it or they're all in deniability. And Jackie didn't realize that they were tripping because it that weird quote was like, Oh, kind of like, oh, we were all tripping. We didn't know. Like, I, I, Jackie had to have assumed something was up. Did she really just think they were well, all fucking and make it? It doesn't come out until Coach Ben drops the news the morning after. Like, we were all tripping yeah. on shrooms, and they're like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" Then it goes to then the spotlight goes to Misty for saying you drugged us again. Well, and then it, before the conversation the can actually turn into what you're saying, the bear shows up. Yeah, and that's really like the main point because what I want to say about the bear is this is a big topic I want to bring up at the end is about the, the, the spirit forest, whatever we want to call it. The bear was a, a gift, a gift from the forest for them, for at least the, the ones An that were offering. like being fate. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that's why it kind of laid down and like Jackie's like, well, you guys got a brain dead bear, blah, blah, blah. But like Lottie and Van and Misty see it as them being faithful to the spirit of the forest and that it's gifting to them. So this is like where the initial cult split is really starting to form. And in my opinion, it's one of the most interesting aspects of where I think season two is going to go is like how. How much of this mindset is that in their own heads, like we're saying, red herring, or is this actually happening? And it's more of like lost where it's like yeah. things are being given to them when they pray and like when they have their their meal, which is like the next scene, I think. Yeah. And they all give thanks and give grace to the forest. But Jackie doesn't say it. Does the forest go out of its way to kill her and frost her over like while they're out? Like there's yeah, where that snow come from. <laughs> exactly. So like that's a whole conversation mm, there. But... Correlation does not equal causation. <laughs> I think <laughs> no, you okay. we are listen is i agree with you that i'm not saying that that's the reason but i'm saying it's written like that to keep it up for interpretation where you yeah. can take it that way yeah that's my only sure. point like and that's the yeah. genius writing of this show yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, this absolutely this bear totally it could be the, the forest gifting them for you know taking the shrooms and doing whatever the fuck they it wanted or it was just a pure coincidence that this bear was tired laid itself down in front of these people and they just got a free exactly kill. it's written like that geniusly is, I, is like the whole point i yeah. think that bear's just a good boy because <laughs> that uh, lays right down he well, goes like this with the neck open. fucking like, awesome by lottie i love that yeah, it's, it's like give me the knife as someone who wouldn't be like i guess van or misty maybe i'm definitely like lottie is out of her fucking mind let's send lottie to the woods like jackie's the one like i'm gonna stay outside since you all are crazy like i'm if i'm in there i'm looking at jackie like no Lottie's getting her fucking ass out there and she's the one sleeping outside because she was the clear leader of all mm-hmm. of you guys doing this because yeah. Shauna was the one like holding the knife to Travis's neck. Yes, but like 
yeah, Lottie was whispering in her ear, like, you got to fucking do it. And Sean was like, no, like hesitating, like, nah, I shouldn't but do it. But Lottie got them all that food. So it's like it immediately I reconciled then, itself. You're right. Then that's why I guess Van is damn. Lottie's a fucking goddess. Yeah. And so that's such a follower. before they eat and give grace to the forest. Yeah. That's the conversation Van and Thaisa have where Thaisa is the normal person. She's the skeptical, like, this is not like spirits yeah but then van is saying like yo you don't know what the fuck you're talking about like you always think you do refers to what she saw when she was in um nde near-death experience she said she had seen something and that was definitely a big part of probably my favorite van scene of the series kathleen you just said she's such a follower she is such a follower and this was her leaving ty to follow lottie but i liked seeing her put her foot down and kind of have her own beliefs that were separate from thaisa and being like Mm-hmm. calling her out you don't know what the fuck's going on here what how do you know i'm wrong and you're so right right two quick van things for the next season is it possible that van and tire stone contact because we've been talking how have why do van and ty break up could it be part of this conversation like you see ty go no 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 it's okay and they hug but could it get so out of control that that's what breaks them up and ty's like jesus christ yeah. get the fuck away from me or with this tie shit going on, is it possible that they're still in contact? So I'm leaning more towards, I don't know, I'm in the middle. So okay. now it's dinner time. They're all hanging. Couple couple stand-ins also are there, I just want to say. Next to Aquila is one of the stand-ins that we haven't seen in a while. But um, I love Aquila Personally, yeah, yeah, big Aquila fan. Nothing wrong with her. It's not like Mari. Like no, you yeah. Said, the fucking peanut gallery, bitchy peanut gallery, always. Uh, Mari yeah. can't even remember her name, Mari. Yeah, if there's someone Mira. you want to go off on that I'll support you fully is Mari. Yeah. yeah <laughs> Look, sure. she actually this scene is when I was penting up my rage to go off on Mari because <laughs> my gosh, could you imagine all she does is just reiterate what never mind. Take us yeah. through the scene. I hate all Mari. Right. So Van, this is Van saying we should say grace. Wait, wait, wait. And everyone's already like kind of taken a bite. It's funny, like I feel like people are like chewing during this and like, okay, Ty is in. But Jackie, again, we've talked into the dirt. Jackie did not fucking do it. Like, I'm starving, girl. Let me eat this. I'm not saying fucking grace. That's crazy. But um, Lottie does the grace. uh, But Jackie doesn't eat, flips out. And this is when she's finally like, what? We're just having orgies and howling. And what the fuck is going on? Calls out Shauna. Rightfully so. 100% rightfully so. Like, And Shauna's like, I don't remember. And Jackie says, bull fucking shit you had a knife to his neck you were gonna kill him and then descends into pure meanness like both of them both of them so savage like she drops the Shauna was fucking Jeff behind my back which she already told at Travis earlier but now everybody knows she's and then Shauna's like you're obsessed with yourself I don't think we need to really go through every ounce of this but Shauna's basically like you don't let me do a single thing I I wanted I didn't want to go to Rutgers you never even asked me if I wanted to go to Rutgers you pick who I kiss you pick what I wear you you know and I mean when she calls Jackie tragic boring and insecure I mean that's when the knife really twists but the worst part is when Jackie awkwardly is like go go it's so cringy yeah so cringy like don't go just when she leaves it's like just go back to the cupboard or go in the attic like there's no attic yeah there's there's no reason to be outside i mean she she wants sean to leave she doesn't so she leaves i I honestly thought this was a really well done death i I feel like i've never seen anything like this in a tv show where you're kind of like we get the perspective of shauna you know thinking about 
Jackie, whether or not that actually happened, we'll, I guess we'll never know. But, you know, Shauna consults her, convinces her to come inside. And then things get a little weird because we get everyone like kind of synchronized saying like, we missed you, Jackie. And then you see Laura Lee. And it's like, for me, when I saw Laura Lee, I was like, fuck, Jackie is so going towards the light right now. She is mm-hmm. so dead, but I don't know how it's happening. We'll open the discussion up because we see a rando besides the randos that we've already been talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There is an older guy now in the background that says we have been waiting for you, Jackie. And then we get the realization that Jackie has been never actually went inside. She's been left outside and froze to death because of a, a snowstorm that definitely came out of nowhere. Yeah, we'll just, I guess, open the so, floor up. But this was crazy. I, I loved how they did it. I love how they presented it as. You know, it seemed like this was actually happening, that Jackie was going to come back inside and everything was going to be okay. But then once things started turning weird, I was like, this Mm -hmm. is crazy in like a cool way. Like, Mm -hmm. I know even though Jackie's about to die, like, I just thought that it was really brilliant how they did it. I'm pissed I didn't bring this up earlier, but the Reddit community calls the guy who died in the cabin, Cabin Daddy. So... (laughs) The, it's actually going to be it's actually going to be useful here because no 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 I'm not saying that the guy that talks is Cabin Daddy I'm saying the guy that died died Cabin is Cabin Daddy, Daddy. Okay. so the so the reason I'm coining that term now is to open this conversation like how confident are we that that guy was Cabin Daddy versus it can be the manifestation of the forest it can be something completely different like there's a bunch of options of who that guy is but the key thing for me is that he says so glad you're joining us we've been waiting for you. And to me, that is making me lean against the idea that it is the guy that killed himself in the cabin. I'm Why not both? Why not both? It I think, yeah, be. yeah. I'm almost leaning towards both. And and it becomes like somehow the ghost or thing that's haunting all of them is what you're saying. No, not become. I think a forest spirit is still at play. And I do not think this guy in this vision was the manifestation of that forest vision kind of lost my train of thought but a separate thing i wanted to say is i'm reversing my definitive jackie will not be in the next season because this spiritual plane or whatever it is could play a very significant role and jackie is very much in that uh plane oh i'm sorry going back to my thing so cabin daddy could (laughs) have been there killed himself for the explicit reason of being in the spiritual plane to interact with these girls later on. If the cult could like had a premonition that these girls were coming here, they were like, yo, send this guy here to this cabin to die so that he's here when they start fucking dying. I don't know. That's no, I mean, premonitions are clearly a thing for Lottie. Like why not for other people in this universe? Quick answer to your question is I think that that guy was the manifestation of whatever is haunting all of them. So I don't think it's Mm. the person that killed himself in the attic. I think he would be a victim of that guy. I think I'm more on that side, but I'm also not, completely okay. convinced yeah, I mean, either I'm way so yeah. like i'm splitting hairs between if i do actually think that that was the guy mm-hmm. and he has now somehow manifested himself into this spiritual plane body but i think if i were just based on the information we know i'm going to give it to the fact that i think that it's the forest itself there is so much happening at the end of this episode and as we know like we go chronologically or you know opposite chronologically because we went old first but the fact that it didn't actually end on this on Jackie dying means that this is just an epic end of this like mm-hmm. last 20 minutes, like Luke had said. And I, I wanted Dave to be here. He just ran away. But for Brian, earlier in the season, Taisa, when claiming I'm getting the fuck out of here, I'm heading south. You guys are going to freeze to death, says you guys are going to be fucking 
fucked when dying feels like falling asleep because it's so cold. And she literally says that out loud. Like she says it. She goes, it's so cold. Dying feels like falling asleep. And that's exactly what happens to Jackie here. And it's actually unbelievable. But that this epic scene and this epic Shauna scream, like when I say this feral Mm -hmm. devastation, Shauna scream was so incredible and such an like a tip my cap acting moment to her was not the end scene means that this because it wasn't Nat was the end scene about Lottie, the Lottie Matthews line. Right. So good. And whether and, and this random dude being involved blew my mind. I'm like, who the fuck dude, is yeah. that? Laura Lee also had time to interact with this guy, and clearly she's on board with whatever he's selling. Yeah. So what you just said though, another thing that I didn't notice until the second time around is how when Shauna is freaking out crying, it's Thaisa that's like holding her, which actually plays back into their connection of like both yep. with the pregnancy in 1996 and then how she consoles her in 2021. So like they leaned more into that, which was cool to notice. But yeah, like this guy, if it's cabin daddy, if it's the forest spear, whatever it is, he is one of the things I am so looking forward to exploring in season two that it just gets me hype thinking about all the theories. And like, this is what people talk about on Reddit right now is like, who is this guy? Like, is the forest like spirit, like a thing, like all of these things are starting to like, become main talking points for the show and it's really fun and kathleen thank you for bringing up that previous thaisa line because that's just another example of great foreshadowing and just another testament to the fantastic writing that we are dealing with with this show i purposely i had it in my notes but i purposely didn't say the line as i was going through because i didn't want it to emphasize it was seeing if you guys had mentioned it's such a throwaway line but again on the rewatch that's the only reason I caught it. So the day after, right, we have we just talked through the whole Jackie frozen scene and great makeup, whatever. She looked like someone yeah. that just died from frostbite. Yep. But I almost put this up there with the four girls of 2021 walking into the reunion, like just chills, epicness out of this world is when they realize the next day, like I think in Lottie's head, her, her mindset is like, we gave grace to the forest. Like you reject the forest. It's going to reject you back. That's what happened to Jackie. And that's what like led her to take the bear's heart to bring it to the sacrificial altar with Van and Misty. And she says her, I don't know if it's German or French line. And then it ends with French. And let the, French yeah. Exactly. French. Okay. French. And then it says, and let the darkness set us free. And it's just like the music just like hits so hard and it just like zooms out. I was so hyped. And the reason I said German was because I thought the name of the episode was German because that's how, like the, uh, no, it's, um, uh, that's the name. Latin, of Latin. Latin. Okay, that's the naming convention that Dark uses for a lot of things. Is exactly what what I'm looking at right there. Sick yeah, like London. sick is in yeah. the name of like almost a lot of Dark. So that's a pretty cool, just just such an epic ending because Lottie's like gaining. You could just see the the cannibal cult really starting here. Yeah. And man, I have such an appreciation for Lottie the second time around. And I think B times we were talking about it on like PlayStation, or whatever. She's a great character, plot mover. Plot mover. He's yeah. definitely a plot villain. <sighs> kind of looking like a villain. Yeah, probably a villain. Yeah. yeah. That's God. fucking it. I fucking love this show, man. <laughs> Season one. Dude, I know. Fun. It's going to be painful. This is week to week, right? For, for Yeah. Yeah. No, it's yeah. going to be awesome. Week to week, it's going to be so fun for yeah. the Yellow Jackets kids. It's going to be Come good on. to be able to deep dive singular episodes instead of having to do like two at a time, which is yep. also fun. But when like, we get yeah. screeners, it's going to be 
we better be fucking recording every fucking yeah, day because I'm not going to be able to <laughs> wait okay. to watch these. So this is obviously a longer episode if you're listening to it right now, but a couple things we have to do and then we can get out of here before our final thoughts. Um, we, I want to bring up two points to just talking topics. One we really already kind of hammered through, so I'll make this one first, but just in general, the forest spirit. Like I... I mentioned already, like, it seems like there's a cause and effect and it could just be good writing on purpose about when people neglect the forest or if they care about the forest, it either rewards or punishes you. Is that something that we would be happy with that if it turns out to be like this cult is actually praying to the forest and getting gifts in return? And if you are against the forest, like the forest spirits, like going to spite you and stuff like, is that something we would be happy with? I like it. I, I think it's been entertaining television, at least in these specific two episodes. I think the whole concept of having a forest spirit and trying to... I mean, forest spirit is such a loose term. I mean, mm-hmm. we don't really know exactly mm-hmm. what's going on, but I still think the idea of having some being be in the, being in the forest causing all this chaos would be an interesting plot twist. But again, to everything we've been saying, I think it would also be an interesting plot twist that none of this happened. And this, this is all just the culmination of being you know, hungry tripping on shrooms all the fucking time and like just being this all in their head. But I, I, I do like the idea of it being spiritual and like a forest related kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm there. They just got to give it a little bit more nuance. I don't want it to be, Oh, you do something good. We're going to give you a bear that you can just, that will just lay down and die for you. Oh, you didn't thank me for that bear. Okay. You're going to fall asleep outside and die. Right. Also, Dave, you said a snowstorm that came out of nowhere. I think our forest spirit is capable of bringing in a storm front or a snowstorm to punish Jackie. I'm going to bring this up right now really quickly. This might lead to a longer conversation, but this was the second of big arguments that me, Luke, and Alki had is that me and Luke were on the side that we totally took it as because Jackie didn't thank the forest and didn't offer herself to the forest, whatever it was, whatever you want to word it, that she was her life was taken because of that. Alki just thought it was just pure, co- at least when he was first watching it, he thought it was just pure, co- like natural that a snowstorm came. He was like, you know, they had been alluding to winter coming. But for me, that just felt like, yes, they had emphasized that uh, winter was coming, but they weren't ever like, we need to find clothing. We need to find warmth. We need to find like actual things to keep yeah. us warm during this winter. Yes, the winter was coming and we knew that. But for a snow, like a full on snowstorm of like, feet and feet of snow i get that they're in the mountains and that could yes happen but like i feel like it wouldn't have been that drastic like they were it wasn't feet and feet of snow it was more than a dusting but significant they were literally wearing prom dresses the night before that's what i'm saying that's what i was just gonna bring up say say this happened the night before every yellow jacket is dead like is is it that much of a coincidence because they all slept outside on the ground like they all would have died in the same way so true yes it was like warm enough for them to be wearing like shirts and stuff yeah good point dave yeah so i was team alki now i'm team you guys for that specific Uh, point yeah Yeah, 100 because they i mean listen pacific northwest you can it it, It can can happen it could happen happen. yeah but again yellow jackets baby that's the point it's it's meant yeah meant to be on the line of yes it's possible but also if they decided to lean into supernatural it makes uh, it makes sense they did it for 
podcasters like us to kind of yeah. argue about what we think if it was all supernatural or if it was just natural, you know, and like a storm that just that was by. the point Alki wasn't conceding is the fact that I was just trying to harp on the idea that it they wrote it so it's possible either way, where he was just like, This is just like natural, blah blah. blah. Like, yeah, the snow could have came yeah. this, like which it could, yes, yeah, but they leaned so heavy into it being a side effect of what the night before events culmination was that to me it just felt like it was so yeah. obvious that it was the the forest it's like symbolic yeah, yeah because like why is it such a coincidence that jackie purposely disrespects the, the spirits everybody else doesn't i don't know either yeah, way exactly. but i feel like we we Dissected. were kind of in agreement there and like that's a yeah. that's going to be something fun to explore as we're going through season two that i'm sure we're going to talk about as a podcast um the other thing i wanted to talk about i mentioned earlier was the misty work potentially still being a part of the cult and working with lottie modern day and I'll just I'll just say my piece and then you guys just tell me what you think, because my only thing is that Misty, I'm spoiling it, spoiling it now that she's my favorite character. Older Misty is my favorite character of the show. If it turns out that she's been working with Lottie this whole time and she's like kind of purposely trying to undermine the other Yellow Jackets, she becomes my favorite character to honestly a bad written cat, poorly written character, because then you start looking at the things that she did to get in with the Yellow Jackets. And what I'm referring to is things like uh, cutting Nat's break lines like all of that it wasn't like quirky thing she did to get in it becomes like she was trying to get in and it was like a shitty attempt I really don't want her to be working with Lottie I want her to be like awkwardly trying to show her affection to her friends in this weird way I agree with that and I think that would be so they gave us Lottie in the end scene with Van and Misty kneeling behind her it Van is going to be with adult Lottie. Like, we feel pretty confident about that. If both of them are still with her, yeah, that's lazy. I agree. I would agree. I I really do not want Missy to be with Lottie, but yeah, I do have those creeping suspicions. I'm almost thinking it's another misdirect because I do think there's the potential for one of our adult Yellow Jackets to be with Lottie. And I'm almost... Taisa. Yeah. Because of the demon tie. I feel like... The demon might be in cahoots with Lottie and Lottie's forest spirit, whatever the hell that sounded like a fake sentence, but (laughs) are trying to work together to get Taisa in a position of power where Lottie's cult could really affect real change and influence. I like that end game. I think the Misty's a misdirect. I think I don't think it would ruin Misty's character. I think it would change our opinion because we are loving her in this like she just wants love, but she goes about it in all the wrong ways type deal. Mm-hmm. But that would make it to be that she's actually just straight up malicious and knows it. And I think that yeah. would just change our opinion on her. I don't think it I don't think it makes it poor writing. I think it was a dope either misdirect or thing to place that Misty is behind Lottie and with Van. I it, like I get what you're yeah. saying, but it's just like I know, I get it. I feel I get like it. she's a really poor evil person if she's trying to purposely yeah. be evil or she's I, crushing it or she's crushing it i yeah. like her <laughs> yes. to be chaotic neutral through and through just chaos for chaos's sake if she mm. was aligned with lottie she would be chaotic evil yeah yeah i agree which doesn't which perfect. doesn't lend to the character mm-hmm. perfect way of putting it brian that's all exactly right what i think we're on i thought we're yeah it sounds like we're on the same page cool all right top threes Top threes, threes. bottom threes. And let's start with just the easy one. Does anybody want to go out on a limb and guess the Antler Queen as being someone other than Lottie? No. (laughs) Definitely. Come on now. Okay. More fun one before we get to top and bottom is person in the pit. Mari. Mari. Mari the whole time too. Damn. I think it's Mari. 
Mari. And I also can't how think she of a get bottom the necklace, three. Uh, she probably fucking steals it from Jackie. That little probably. So, uh, so, that's so probably why they kill her. Sean is like you. That doesn't belong to you. So this, I have the last week guesses here. So obviously, you guys both guessed Lottie for Antler Queen, but for Person in the Pit, Dave was Mari. B Tom's thought it was Jackie, so he thought Jackie was going to meet her end in that way. Well, we all thought it was kind of going to be brutal because we them setting up Jackie's dead and then starting the season with killing someone with her necklace was it was a, again amazing yeah. misdirect. Yeah, you know she's like you think she's going to die, then you know she's going to die. How's she going to die? Not the way you expect. Sweetly and in her sleep and devastatingly, which is so much better than a fucking pit death. She's lucky, honestly. Yeah. It's not a bad death. She is lucky. That's not a bad death. Uh, the one thing, and props to my roommate for bringing this up, is it seemed the pit scene, there was snow on the ground. So it seems like that's going to happen in a winter. Mm-hmm. Like I said earlier, we have 19 months. Pit Girl might not happen this winter. It could happen a year's winter from now. I'm expecting that. Which I'm almost more inclined to say is is more likely. Yeah. Yeah. Just something to put out there. But yeah, it's going to be Mari. Let's end. Yeah, definitely. I hope it's. <laughs> now I'm hoping it's Mari, honestly. Gotta be. Uh, let's end this strong with our top and bottom threes here. Let's let's do top three because that's how we've been doing the last couple podcasts. Uh, I'll throw it over to Dave first unchanged uh old misty this she is the best i can't say enough good things about old misty um even though she's out of her mind so these times did talk me down a little bit i still will go old shauna i think she's still very interesting yes she is a pathological liar and just can't ever tell the truth but i just think i just like her character i don't know why i'm so drawn to her i think there's just might be that the Melanie Linsky vibe rubbing off on me that I'm just so obsessed with old Shama. Mm-hmm. But Dave what? did admit on The Last of Us that he is developing an actress crush on oh. Melanie Linsky. There you yeah. go. Melanie, if you're listening, yeah. hit my line. <laughs> <laughs> Could you um, imagine? If DMs then, are open. They are certainly open. And then last, how are we not going to give it to Hefe? <laughs> I love it. Ah, Hefe. Yeah. I, he's, it was the fact that he wasn't cheating definitely brought him up. Sure, he did. It was very stupid with the whole, you know, trying to rob Taisa stuff, but it was still very innocent and cute enough where I'm like, okay, I can overlook that. You were just trying to look out for the family. Love that. So I'll give it to Hefe. I can go next. I'll be quick. I've got old Missy, old Shauna, and then my wild card third is young Ty. I wanted to give it to a young person. Nice. And I think that Ty, I don't think there's anything wrong with Ty as a kid. I think the that she started off weird with the broken leg. But other than that, like she stuck to her convictions. She's sweet as sugar to Van. I mean, I know she I think she's more interesting because of the tree stuff. Right. But I think she's a compelling character. She's sweet and she's strong. And you need some strong, smart people uh, in the wilderness with you. I mean, you need leaders. Uh, I think Ty is probably going to end up being like almost a resistance to Lottie, which I think is going to be a really interesting storyline in season two who knows like who will be behind her the best part of it but yeah old missy old shawna young ty okay uh i can go next and then b tom's take us home for the top three um mine's not really surprising it hasn't changed um for a while now but i have old misty number one old shawna number two and then three young nat Mm, and young nat she was right there yeah young nat is someone that i actually 
was questioning my love for her again same as jackie until like these last two episodes i thought she had a really strong episode nine and ten and she's just so much better than travis and i hate her with travis whatever but she's just so chill and cool and she's the one i would want to be friends with young nats and she's a great actress like she's just fun to watch so i'm excited to see what happens because we mentioned it last podcast nat does something in this timeline that really saves the rest of them. And we're going to have to find out what that is because remember she mentions uh, in the yes. corner, like yeah. we got to give it wouldn't to her. She's, she did, her. Yeah, exactly. We wouldn't be here without her. So I'm really looking forward to that because I feel like she's almost going to play the part of like the hero a little bit when the cannibals split happens. So I'm looking forward to that. And that brings us to me. Of course, adult Misty is going to take the number one spot. I am going to stay true with Lottie as number two in my top three. Um, I think I dislike her more, but she is still one of the most interesting characters at play here. So I, I just am most interested in her story. Got to pause you real quick. Young Lottie or old Lottie? Because now we know. <laughs> it's young Lottie. Come on now. Until we see the yeah. actor for old Lottie, it's it's only young Lottie at play. And She was like number four for me. So I, I love her too. I think a lot of the other characters fell out of favor with me, both adult and kid. So just because it might be the last time I can say this, Jackie is going to claim that number three spot because I think she died a, a heroine before she could become a villain, a cannibal and everything. But I've had adult Shauna in my top three for a while. If I'm no, being honest. So, so you Dave stayed not consistent week, there. So do you remember who your third was last week? Baby you to, it was actually young Misty. Was it? Okay. Yeah. Young Misty was knocking at the door, but I, I don't <laughs> think so. The two that were knocking at the door for the top three were young Nat and my boy Yefe. If there I'm being go. honest, a lot of the yellow jackets fell out of favor with me. Episode nine and 10. Everybody that was on Lottie's side besides Lottie in the doomsday episode was not top three viable for me. So that canceled Mari, obviously, Ty and Shauna. But okay. yeah, not that's bad. me. And why don't I start us off yeah. with my bottom three? Number one with a bullet is going to be Mari. I think she's just, <laughs> she has her name written in ink at the yes. number one for least favorite. Uh, baby Shauna. Young Shauna is number two Woo! least favorite character. I think she lies like a rug. I think she doubles down on her lies by gaslighting whoever's in front of her, and she killed Jackie straight up. For a spirit or not, bringing in the snow, Shauna killed Jackie. No if, ands, or butt fucks, as Lil Wayne says. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's Lil Wayne. Yeah, I think no that's if, right. ands, right. or yeah, butt yeah, yeah. fucks. Right. Rich as fuck. Yeah, look yeah. at you. Hey, now we're pregame into us. that tonight. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and number three is Travis. Just boring, Mick. Boring. <laughs> Yeah. Well, reverse order from the top to the bottom. So I'll go next. Um, number one, my least favorite is Travis. And I really think he's only number one for me is because I was doing this rewatch. So I've had to go through this twice. And it's just I was way more annoyed the second time, which is how terrible he really is. Like he I'm going to leave it at that. I said enough about him already. So these next two might be a little surprising. I don't really know. But my second least favorite character is actually currently old Taisa. And the reason I say that is because one, like she's a terrible parent, a terrible wife. And the another part, I mean, she's a terrible, terrible parent. We got to fucking put we that's yeah. in the highlight right there. But the thing I've like been saying, like, there's two things that I hate 
writing wise about the show the most is the extras. And the second is everything to do about Taisa and Jessica Roberts. I think it's just such mm. a missed. Misstep. Uh, yeah, it's just such a misstep that I just hate that there's so many negative repercussions because Taisa just didn't do a sensible thing here um, with Jessica Roberts. But whatever. Uh, she has a really good chance to jump up my rankings though because she's going to be like lottie a very interesting 2021 character in season two so that's really just victim of the moment but my third one is older nat i'm not a huge fan of which i have young nat as a top three but old nat as a bottom three and my older nat thing is i just think she's like the most selfish person like on this entire show everything she does is just to like further her own goals in the modern day and i really hate what she did with kevin like all of that was pretty terrible. And even when she's working with the yellow jackets later, she's even saying to Shauna, like, fuck you. Like, I'm basically only here helping you cut up Adam and hide him because I need to get information about Travis. So I she really rubbed me the wrong way. And I know Alki would agree with me, but I also know that she can also be a fan favorite. So I'm probably that's like a super hot take by me. Yeah, it's a hot take. I'm sure that she has she has the biggest opportunity to jump up next season because she's going to be in the center of the Colt Lottie stuff. But that's just where I'm at now. And I I know that was hot takey, but. All right. I'll be pretty quick. Mari, self-explanatory. Shut up, Mari, please. <laughs> uh, second is Travis. I think he can redeem himself in season two. I mean, he's already like, at least he was copying to how he actually felt by the end of the season. So uh, Travis, number two, and then. I feel like I'm copping out because Luke put some heavy hitters in there. My number three is Allie. Go fuck yourself, uh, old I Allie. Think, <laughs> I was waiting for someone to say her name because I feel like that should have been clear. I mean, we do shit, shit talk Mari a lot, but I so, think Allie should have been clear cut number so one. So I'm saying old Allie, but to be fair, young Allie, when Van is, is putting is to be fair, to is doing her makeup before whatever it is, mm-hmm. like picture whatever the fuck it is. She's a bitch. She's a bitch. Yeah. Like she's like, you don't, you've never been asked to prom. So you wouldn't know. I'm the only freshman who was asked to prom or whatever, which speaks to should Allie have even been in that reunion? I feel like Allie was younger than them. We talked about that too, because yeah. she, technically it was the graduating class of whatever year it was. And yeah. Yeah. Was, not that one. Yeah. Not that one. Yeah. Anyway, I digress. Dave spoiled it a second ago by saying Allie number one, we'll <laughs> go Mari number two. And then I will have Travis. I think there's a huge gap between at least Allie and Mari and then another huge gap between Mari and I'm going to have Travis here at three. I agree with Kathleen. I think these last couple episodes, sure, Travis, yes, was and always has been a dick, but at least there was somewhat of a redeemable talk that he had with Nat um, about how he loved her a lot and or actually loved her the whole time. And I think that was a nice moment and a good high point to leave him on, which is why I'll put him at three three for right now like i fucking love you natalie (laughs) (laughs) all right yeah i can't believe we're done what a fun five episodes to cover i can't wait to do 10 for the next season Uh, i mean we've been talking final thoughts this whole whole time time. that's why it's been a two hour plus episode but anything else like say your final piece what do you got mine is that underrated is ben scott i think Coach Ben Scott yeah. had a fucking great two episodes, especially just anytime he's interacting with Nat, he's great. But then this is gonna also going to transition to me into my next, I guess, theory or high thought that I have is I think Misty is going to just straight up fucking kill Ben. Mm. I think she Ooh. that look yeah. in her. I, wow. I wanted to bring this up at the time, but when he says I'm gay, like she looked broken and she one, we already know she's crazy as fuck. And two, when she's broken, what irrational thing is she going to pull out of her hat? 
oh, I'm going to kill Ben Scott because if I can't have him, no one can kind of thing. Yeah. And then maybe because now that she is tied with tight, uh, sorry, Taisa, Lottie, maybe that killing turns into, okay, let's fucking eat him now. Because for Misty, maybe it's like me and Coach Scott are now one and the same if I eat him. So that's just me. Stress of a theory, but I think Misty is going to kill Coach Ben next season. Mm-hmm. I kind of like that theory, if I'm being honest. And Kathleen yeah. said in the last recording that, like, we can't devolve into cannibalism if Coach Scott is still there. Like, with the adult in the room, they're not going to go too off the rails. So I, I really do like that. And Misty would just take it into her own hands. Maybe Lottie's like whispering in her ear, hey, kill the coach. Who knows? My final thought is now that Jackie is no longer in the physical plane, if you will, uh, I kind of hope that that vacuum is able to be filled by more prominent roles for Mari and Akila. And I hope they make Mari a little bit less of a one dimensional peanut gallery. Just say whatever the other person said, but louder and more bitchy. I would like to see a little bit more from her and maybe our three randos actually get mm-hmm. lines. Yeah. Hopefully they're listening to this and being like, yeah, we kind of <laughs> did have ass that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so yeah. I, I, I hope there is a reason for those three tag alongs in season two. I knew I adored it. I had only watched it once through, right? Week to week. And I don't know. I feel I didn't pitch it hard enough to you boys because watching you guys love it as much as you have has been the joy of my life. <laughs> and I'm so glad that we the four of us can just like rip it through as many seasons as they have. And we're recruiting more people by the minute. And it, that just makes me happy. So my hope is, you know, succession just announced that season four is going to be its last season. I hope that yellow jackets has this trajectory of like maybe three or four seasons of pure solid goodness and end it. I want it to end exactly how it was meant to end. No gratuitousness, no nothing. And it exactly how it's supposed to be, whether that's three or four seasons, something like that. I just hope it gets its swan song. I know we're right in the beginning. You guys have just seen season one, so it's hard to be thinking about the end. But I just really hope that they stick the landing on the show in a way that that is satisfying because it's so tricky when it gets to, you know, into the supernatural. Is it is it not? Uh, a lot of things can be explained away that. It seems cheap that way, and I hope they just really stick the landing in like a really true, amazing way. Quick season two hopes is, or season two thoughts is, Coach Scott's death is going to be the easily the most emotional yeah. I'll ever get for this Ooh, show. I yeah. think that's going to be awful. I'm begging for more Cabin Daddy slash the Spirit, and then Thais is going to hold down 2021. And last thing, I will do anything for the show to bring Young Jackie's actor just to appear in season two as like a random ghost. Like that would be the dream. I actually think we're now that Brian said the thing about like her being in the spirit realm and shit. I think we're almost guaranteed yeah. to get more Jackie, Young Jackie. I, I kind of really convinced so. myself, yeah, that. Yeah. And it, because this show just recently won awards, like it seems like it's on a hot. It's like the it's like the top. It's a new it show. Yeah, it, what is it? Yeah. It's Paramount Plus slash Showtime, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like their number one show. Like, it, hopefully, she as an actress sees like the power and just even like lending herself to at least one episode because I really want to see her again. Yeah, I feel like this show, even even with all of its awards and its praise, and everyone's been loving it, I feel like it does suffer a little bit from being on Showtime, yeah, Paramount Plus, because those aren't traditional streaming apps that people would have, like Netflix or Hulu or something like that. And I, I feel think- like. 
Paramount Plus is becoming one of the necessary streaming there. things, and Showtime. This is a great move by them pairing with yeah, it yeah, because I, I agree. But I just yeah, feel like it's going to benefit more people. Both. Just need to fucking watch this show. I, I know like it just shouldn't Agreed. be just limited to that one. Again, like maybe not as popular streaming service. I just wish if it if net. I mean, I, I I can't say that I wish Netflix had it because they might fucking have canceled it after this season. But regardless, if it it just would have such a bigger following, I felt like if it yeah. wasn't on these these platforms. All right, listen, everyone who's watching this, do your part. Tell five people to watch immediately because then tell them to listen to Binge Down TV because we will be covering it. Uh, but no, our our big hope for podcasting, right, is we love to talk to each other. We like to talk to anyone who would love to talk to us about it on Twitter, on Instagram, on anything. Tell your friends. Let's get into a bigger conversation about it. Let's figure out a way to talk you know, on Discourse or whatever it is, let's fucking do it. That's what it's called, Discourse, right? Discord. Discord. <laughs> Binge Town is going let's to talk, be... Let's talk on Intercourse. <laughs> Binge Town is going to be the official Yellow Jackets podcast by the end of season two. Hell fucking, yeah. You guys better join the train early and listen to us. <laughs> and we would love to talk to you about it because this is just going to be Theory Town week to week. It's going to be so fun so catch up you got a full month this is like the easiest binge in the world i cannot believe that brian and dave stuck with us and only watched two at a time because especially these last two it took us like two and a half weeks to actually Insanity. record them uh it, yeah but you guys did it and i'm proud of you guys and i love that this was the squad and if you're listening this squad also did the oa on netflix which is an incredible show Ooh. so go listen to that coverage um but if you like what you heard Go follow Binge Town TV on Twitter and Instagram. Go follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, anywhere you listen. Hit subscribe. Uh, we've got tons of shows. We're very fun. And we'd love to hang out with you and chat with you. So any sci-fi show you love, even if we haven't covered it yet, let us know. Slide it into our DMs. We would love to take a look, maybe even pitch town it. That's our segment where uh, we take a pilot and we dig into it and see whether or not we want to continue it or not. Um, this was Rooks and Vets and we completed it. So further coverage of Yellow Jackets will just be, you know, binge with us. It'll be episode at a time, normal, normal binge town stuff. But yes, that is it. And we'll be back in a month. Go check out our Last of Us coverage. It fucking rocks. We are Binge on TV. <laughs> I forgot the line. We are Binge on TV. And thanks for listening. What? There's buzz, no buzz, season buzz. two yet? <laughs> That's good. <laughs> You're listening to the Geekscape Network.